ladies and gentlemen, to another Fly Casual. Tonight we're talking the cinematic masterpiece, Sunset Boulevard. That's right, it's another installment of Is It Better Than Star Wars? So I hope you're ready for your close-up, because it's time for another Fly Casual. Let's get ready to wrinkle! And that's all the Norma you're getting out of me tonight. <laughs> no, no, there's going to be a few. Right no, now. I could do the whole night just like this. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> that's funny because I'm already hearing bits, old old bits from the podcast, the voices in that. I'm like, wait a minute, I've sure. used that already. Oh, my gosh. Mm. I've already borrowed Norma before. Oh, <sighs> Norma. Ladies and gentlemen. We are in yeah. week 900 of COVID-19 lockdown. Jeez. I know, right? And uh, I have not climbed the walls. I'm too lazy, so I just knocked them all down to bring the ceiling closer to me. We just kind of set up little cots here in the basement. We're just, me and Howie just kind of lived down Do you want to know why that candle's <laughs> burning? <laughs> Because me I have, you're down here all the time. I, I'd love to say that, but the to, truth of the matter is, sex out of the air. I have lived in this studio for a month. <laughs> yeah, we're getting some alpine cabin going on. I have, that's right. I have lived. That's out of the man cave. I brought it over here into the studio. I <laughs> yes, yes. I have a man cave and a studio. They're both <laughs> very DIY. Yeah. Uh, I, I I I have been working every day remotely in this basement. Ah. In the studio, I have been gaming almost every day in this studio. Uh-huh. I've been eating half my meals in this studio, and this morning I came down and I went, "Oh, it's funky in the studio." <laughs> so I'm like, I'm lighting up a candle for the boys <laughs> before they get here because it is Light some incense. Getting yeah, it's getting gross. Yes, no, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another Fly Casual tonight. Here's the further installment where we look at the AFI Top 100 movies. The AFI? Uh, the, the AFI, what? Did you say AFI? AFI. AFI? AFI Top AFI? Movies. And as re, as you recall, in the original AFI Top uh, list, the, the Star Wars was what, 14th, 15th? Um... Come what? on, you're our expert, Garrett. Yeah, you're the guy. You're the uh, yeah. I, and you know, I I told you beforehand that I would ask you this very question. It was sixteen. The sixteen. It's also a lie. I didn't prep Garrett at all. But <laughs> but uh, I since, just came up with that number, and I'm assuming it's correct. <laughs> I thought it was <laughs> anyway. Uh, so we've been uh, over Counting the course down. of time. We take a look at another movie that. According to the American Film Institute, is better than Star Wars. And going, all right, do we agree or not? Thus far, I think we're 0 for 2 or 0 for 3. <laughs> 0 yeah, for 3, right? 0 for 3, yeah. Um, what were the first ones? Uh, well, We've I know that the bridge over river that was the last fly. one. Mm-hmm. Was Some, no, so, no. Let me, uh, sorry. I'm looking it up. Star okay. Wars is number 15. Boom. Right. Nailed it. 14 was Some Like It Hot. Right. Yeah, which right. which we all liked that movie. Very much. Yeah, but, but it was not better uh, than Star Wars. No, we didn't think no. it had the cultural impact. Right. Number 13 was Bridge on the River Kwai. Bridge on the River, River Kwai, 
which we also all liked. I think we were, I think we were split on that one. Were we? Oh yeah, How I never you? finished it. Never finished. Yeah, it, it like was it. long. Okay, I loved it. Was really long. I wouldn't. Love is a strong word. For I me. I loved it. I really loved it. I, I not like crazy. I goofy app- I appreciated that movie. Yeah, I I, I wouldn't I, say I loved. It. I I liked it so much it borders on love. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, that I'm in that same boat. Yeah. All right. But we are, again then, unanimously agreed. That it is not, not better, better than, than Star yeah, Wars. Yes, right. mm-hmm. So, and and obviously, we are the most impartial judges you could find <laughs> on this subject, which is why we keep plowing ahead to scientifically analyze whether or not anything is better than Star Wars. And so, right now is our, I guess, our third installment. Apparently, where right. it is Sunset Boulevard, the 1950s yes. classic. Sunset classic. Boulevard, 1950 classic, isn't it? There might uh, 1950, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So new, new listeners might be looking at the AFI 100 and be like, "That's not correct." But we're going off the 1998 ranking. Yes, the original. The, the original. And then we're going to see if we were correct when yeah. we re-rated them. Exactly. We uh, we're we're using the list from before they decided that uh, that they were the, wrong. Yeah, well, before <laughs> that they revised the list so that the latest Bad Boys movie was all 100. So. <laughs> <laughs> so Bad yeah, boys forever. Yeah, and so then four, number four. Depending mm-hmm. on whether or not we ever find other things to do with our time, we may end up doing that list too. So, <laughs> anyhow, uh, that's tonight's episode. But before we get to that, we got to do some intros up in here. I'm Corey. Hi, Over Corey. There is. Hi, hi, man. Uh, how you doing? I'm all right. Got a nice big drinky here. Fruity, yeah. fizzy, like an hey, egg. Nice. Hey, over there is Mike. That's my question. What, oh, what are you drinking? No. <laughs> My question is, how are you doing, Corey? How are you? That's true. Uh, Howie trampled on I, your roses. He did. He always does. That's, he, that's he tramples like, on somebody's roses his, yeah, every it's time. It's going to be Mike's time. It's usually yeah. me yeah. or you, and mm-hmm. every now and then he just slams Garrick's mom. Mm-hmm. Oh, both <laughs> no. figuratively and That's not every now well, and then. Yeah. That's quite often. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just don't always say I have it. to concur. I don't always I, talk about I it. participate sometimes in that. <laughs> Wait at the set. Never mind. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Over there, Mass Control, CBJ Howie. Hey, hey. How how you doing? I'm still good. <laughs> like still three still three still times in, me. I'm still doing pretty good. Good. Yeah. Good. Take another drink. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> just did though. <laughs> hey, Garrick, how are you doing? Uh, wait, wait. Oh, I'm doing great. This guy. <laughs> Crosspot down if you go. Hey, hey. I'm drinking beer. There you go. That's good. That's yeah. doing good, as I hear. Beer, Coors Light, right? Yeah, beers on the beers on the uptick, man. I've um, I've got it's the, the mix, new hot. I've thing. got a beer down here. That's right. No, but my I wife have not that off on you. A new castle a that new someone castle left in the fridge. Brown. Yeah, I think that was mine. I think all I probability think it, it was, was yours because it's Petrie doesn't usually bring Newcastle. No. And Brian doesn't come often enough to leave a litany of beer behind. Exactly. This was he wouldn't this leave them behind back anyway, to uh, Canadian lately. Thanksgiving or the facsimile thereof. No, no, it was, night. yeah, it wasn't Canadian Thanksgiving. It, just, it was just Chowder Night. <laughs> chowder, because I think chowder. that was a day after chowder. Thanksgiving. It that was. was in the new year. But uh, so, but buy stock and beer. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's seriously, going, it can only go up from here. You guys have you guys it's taken advantage of the uh, the curbside yep. liquor store service? It's on the way back. I have not. I've, I've witnessed it. I've yeah. seen it. Yeah. Well, because, that. you know, up until today, we've been under indiscriminate lockdown That's for, right. uh, here in the in the great Hello. state of Indiana, but still celebrating our civil liberties against <laughs> our neighbors to the north. <laughs> Either way, um, but liquor stores were said, okay, you can only do curbside service. And yeah. I experienced this. 
and I got to tell you, I don't want it to stop because I walked <laughs> I know, rather than wander the not. aisles. Wa- it may not. I know. Stop. Rather than wander the aisles and not know what I want and feel like an idiot when I asked the question, I walked up and the guy's like, "What do you want?" And I said, "I'm gonna be honest with you. I want some cheap Canadian whiskey because it's gonna get mixed with Coke Zero, so Ooh. quality doesn't matter." Ugh. And he goes, he's like, oh, Coke Zero? Mm. Uh, what, like, he goes, <laughs> maybe Canadian Club? Sense. I'm like, good, Canadian Club. Go. Nailed it. He comes back. He, he's, he, he disappears for a minute with my card, yeah. comes back, and he already made all the executive decisions and checked me out. <laughs> nice. And goes, hey, I got you Canadian Mist instead because it was on sale. Oh. Because this dude is like, wow. you're out to save money, not taste good. And I'm like, <laughs> nailed it. Then I got home. Uh-oh. Canadian Mist and Coke Zero taste like carbonated diesel fuel. I just want everybody to know wow. this. Has it stopped me? No. It was only like 15 <laughs> bucks for like a liter <laughs> or a half gallon. Did, it was a half gallon. Word to the wise, nice. if the alcohol has mist in the title, you probably should not drink it. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. Irish Mist. Yeah, well, he's also, talking about, he's also <laughs> talking about Mystique. Was it oh, Mystique? No. What was the name of that purple crap? Oh no! No, that was, what was the name oh, of that? Oh, that was Purple Vinique. Passion. Vinique. Oh, yeah. Vinique. That was the No You Shake. You remember the No You Shake story no. where we were down in Atlanta at a friend's that was, funeral? That was literally oh. nail polish. That was oh. it, no. Like it's seriously. Alcohol. I think you guys have told me. Yeah, this. in the bottle, it looked like a giant bottle of purple. It was not trans. It was not transparent anyway. It's completely opaque. And it looked like swirling purple glitter nail polish. And we're like, how is <laughs> oh this a drink? God. How did you? We're, I'm looking you at it, it and know. the glitter moves I pick around. it up and I go, how is uh, this a drink? It doesn't even look that, it looks too viscous. Guys. And the, and the dude behind the bulletproof glass goes, no, you shake. And I look and I'm like, excuse me? No, you shake. And I'm like, and I start like swirling it a little bit. I'm like, oh yeah, it moves. He goes, no, 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 you shake. <laughs> <laughs> he's like doing it. He's like he's like like Shaking gesticulating. It. Okay. He gets so pissed off at my inability to properly shake his products <laughs> that he flings open the bulletproof glass door because it's Atlanta. Ooh. So course. everything's right. bulletproof yeah. down there. I, yep. And uh and he comes he comes out and takes it out of my hands. He goes, No, you shake and he swirls it around like crazy. And yeah, it looked like a tornado of viscous nastiness. <laughs> wow. And awesome. then Garrett goes, uh. me grabs the bottle, starts having a fit. And the guy goes, okay, put down, put down, put down, put down. <laughs> you're going to break it. You're you're gonna, gonna break. You break, you break. Put down, guys, put down. Guys, the and, only sparkly drink that you're allowed to drink as a man is Goldschlager. I'm just saying. I've never never had the Goldschlager. Yeah. It has actual little gold flakes in it. What is what is Schlager in for? I don't, it's cinnamony. It's well, no, I just want to know what Schlager is in German. No idea. <laughs> Couldn't tell you. Don't care. Deer blood for all I care. I think it's a wiener. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it's gold wiener. You're drinking gold member of the booze. <laughs> gold member of the booze. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. But hey, guess what? Speaking of gold member, it's time to talk about that. Docket. Docket. What? what? Wait, what the hell just happened? I don't know what happened. What? Nothing. Everything's fine. Oh, oh there, we go. there it goes. It's the double tap. He double tapped. Yeah, double tap. I didn't like feel that. like, normally I'm aware when I double tap. That did not feel like a double tap. That was not a double like tap. Like number three. I don't know. I think maybe it's just the fact that it's a 10-year-old iPad. <laughs> well. <laughs> Rapidly approaching, at least. Well, then there's that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What's on your docky, Garrett? Oh, ah! Garrett today. Come on now. I was going to say it, but I knew I'd get in trouble. (laughs) What's on my docket? Plus, it's Mike's turn. Butt boy. For me to. Butt Butt boy. Butt boy. I don't know what we're talking about. Why do we let this kid watch things? Butt boy. You're such a good butt boy. (laughs) Butt boy. Who's a butt boy? How is a butt boy? If we don't ask what butt boy is, will he He not tell us? (laughs) No, I'm going to tell you anyway. Dang it. So, 
I went down the indie movie rabbit hole because I hate <laughs> oh, myself. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> so this new uh, movie came out last year, 2019. That was last year. Called <laughs> Butt Boy. <laughs> that particular last year, 2019. Yeah. So <clears throat> basically the premise is there's a bunch of mysterious disappearances of items and small animals <clears throat> and kids and other things. <clears throat> And nobody knows where they're going. What's up the butt boy? Until one hard-nosed alcoholic uh, detective, sorry, tracks down somebody who he thinks is shoving is all this up his butt. Is he watching Shoving it all up his here? butt? Yeah. Butt boy. Wow. <sighs> <sighs> Lord Was it directed by the same person who did Swiss Army Man? <laughs> Yeah, probably. No, this, this movie is so great. So, <laughs> no, no, no. That might be a strong word. <laughs> you are a so liar. Here, let me read the synopsis for you. Okay? Oh, boy. Here we go. Here we go. Detective Fox loves work and alcohol. After going to AA, his sponsor, Damn Chip, alcohol. becomes the main suspect in his investigation of a missing oh. kid. Fox also starts to believe that people are disappearing up Chip's butt. Does that make it better? <laughs> so like, <laughs> it's it's sounds like a crazy premise. Here. Search for it. I'm not search it. This isn't a no. B movie, man. This is like a, no. This no. is literally the like B movie. F movie. This is no, this, this is, is a great movie. Like a Q so, movie. <laughs> so it sounds like it would be funny, but they they do it so seriously that the I think the whole goal is not to watch the movie, but to try to. Like have a staring contest with the movie to see if the see if the movie blinks first. You're like something's got to give. This movie's got to give in, right? That was staring contest that resonates with me for some reason. Because it's so over the top serious. Like there's the the music, the ambiance, everything. It's it's almost like a gritty detective movie. Oh. In a way. And you're like, there is no way this can be this serious and have okay. this guy sticking things up his butt. Dude, dude. How do you people, people, people up his butt? It how, okay. How does one go about finding butt boy? Oh, you got to live in Garrick circles for that. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. I, I need to understand this. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Well, Maybe I don't. You can, uh, you can get it through means these are things that you don't want to have a staring contest with uh, like where garrick gets his recommendations you don't want that no. you can't well you can buy it for like four bucks on the major things buy or, you it. know right. you could probably find it you can buy the button off boy. a truck somewhere i guess oh it just fell off a truck I mean, happened his to... butt, huh? <laughs> yeah it's disappearing <laughs> It's asshole. an experience. Let me let me tell you, it's an experience. Because <laughs> it sounds like an experience. It's pretty crazy, guys. Oh dear God! <laughs> Do you get to actually at some point, like the 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 at the with the big the big you know turning point of the film, witness him putting like an entire person up his butt? Uh, do you want me to spoil it for you? <laughs> Oh, I, well, hmm, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yes, maybe maybe yes, we ought to keep every, we ought to keep the mystique around butt every, boy. Everything is explained in the end. Let me tell you. <laughs> or literally, explained literally up in the, in the end, end yeah. is where the explanation in occurs. The end, right. Well, yeah. good. So well, good. After he swallows the universe in his ass. Thumb, thumbs up from Garrick mm -hmm. on butt boy. Yep. Great. Yep. It's got fifty eight percent on Metacritic. So thank you. Know it's thank good. you for that, Garrick. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll go next. <laughs> Save us from Butt Boy. I watched. Butt Boy. I watched uh, Mortal Kombat 
Scorpion's Re- Revenge. Oh, I've been wanting to watch that. Yeah. So the you chose Buck Boy in instead of that. Yeah, the Garrick said, you know, I could watch Mortal Kombat Scorpion's Revenge, but there's Butt Boy over here. <laughs> Get over here. Yeah. Oh, my butt. Yeah, no. I was... I, there, in this movie, things might have gone up somebody's butt at some point. This is... Nice. I've seen Ninja Scroll, and this may be the most violent animated film I've ever watched. Really? Are you yeah. sure you watched Ninja Scroll? I watched Ninja Scroll thing? because you were there. I was forced. I was forced to watch it. It was like it was like freaking, you know, I had the, like the toothpicks hold my eyelids open and the whole nine yards strapped did in the chair like clockwork. Did it have like as much nudity horns. as Ninja Scroll? It did not have that. Um, well, that's unfortunate. But it did have a uh, it did have Joel McHale as Johnny Cage. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of it was kind of oddly fitting in a in a in a strange way. Hmm. Um I am a Mortal Kombat I wouldn't say I'm not a Mortal Kombat geek, but I am an Mortal Kombat aficionado. I, you I appreciate it on a certain level. I appreciate it past level that it's a dumb fighting game. I actually like the story, and there are there is a I don't want to call it deep, but at least some depth to the story behind all the Mortal Kombat franchise. <laughs> depth would be in quotey fingers. No, right? I mean it's <laughs> it's, it's kind of like I was Power saying, Rangers it, depth. It, it, it has a surprising <laughs> amount of depth. I mean, we're talking like comic book series. Uh, and, and obviously a couple of movies and like the last couple of games have had story modes that take you through a huge story arcs hmm. um, with like long cutscenes and the fights are actually built into like the cutscenes. Like there'll suddenly a fight will break out and that's the fight that you're in. It's a, uh, I like Mortal Kombat. I have the Mortal Kombat one, two and ultimate three arcade one up unit upstairs. Finally built and assembled. Finally got it. Yeah. And About so time. I was in the mood. Well, I've had it for months. I just finally assembled it because you got I, rid of your golf game or whatever. It was oh, man. I would have kept Golden Tee. <laughs> I'm not even a Golden Tee fan. I would have kept Golden Tee. I was not. It had the trackball. That's why you're saying that. No, it was like Asteroids. <laughs> yeah. It was Asteroids. Yeah. Centipede. Centipede. And yeah, I basically I sold that to somebody and took the money and bought Mortal Kombat. Because if I ever wanted to slap a Raspberry Pi in this thing, at least it's got, I don't know, joysticks. Which the oh, other one nice. did not have joystick, so severely limited in what I could do. Anyway, I'm, I'm still looking at the Star Wars one. So I watched Mortal Kombat Scorpion's Revenge, oh, and yeah. yeah, like it makes the games look less violent by comparison. <laughs> wow. wow, that's a, actually that sounds cool as hell. Yeah, it, I want to watch the violence. I'm gonna tell you, I really kind I of enjoyed like, it. I'm a, like I'm a Jason and Freddy Krueger fan. So <laughs> yeah, okay, no, I'm all up in the violence. Yeah, no, not that level. No, not that kind Different. of. Violence. What are you? Touching stuff and and licking cords over there. How he was going on? <laughs> Did you not hear that? Nom, nom, nom. Okay, there you go. Um, there you go. But the the, <laughs> the fact of the matter is, Must this, you- what do you uh, hear? I don't hear anything. Oh, is it this? Yeah, that it is that. Yeah, yes, that. that's now that. I don't have a microphone. <laughs> okay, Whoa. now I do. All right, Howie, hands at your sides. Technical difficulties. <laughs> How he was, how he was doing something me. perfectly innocent against the one thing that he should not be doing innocent, anything innocent with. <laughs> Corey needs new cables. Yeah, that's very true. Um, so anyway, this the the violence in this film is so over the top that at first you're like, I don't know if this is so violent that it's making my stomach hurt or makes me want to laugh and that's why my stomach hurts or... <laughs> If I'm just okay with all of this and I my stomach hurts because I ate something really bad earlier, like, <laughs> it, like I'm dead serious. That was my See, experience. I, li- I laugh at that crap. I did. I do too. I enjoyed it quite a bit because it never took itself too seriously. That's the thing. So it's very the animation is of course very 
Uh-oh. My mic is just... Don't touch it, Corey. I didn't even Hands touch off. the mic itself. I was touching this, but Don't yeah. touch anything. I pulled a Howie. Don't touch things. You did. Yeah. So, Are you uh, sticking it in your butt? A Don't little touch bit. that. A little bit. Well, I'll, yeah. it'll all be revealed at the end. In the end. Yeah. We'll um, see. So, it, it, like, at the beginning, it's very heavily anime in, uh, inspired. The style is Ooh. very, very anime. Well, uh, wait. Uh, wait a minute. But it's, I mean. Corey's watching an anime. This, this is a oh Western. Oh, my God. Dude. Yeah, well, I mean, there are exceptions. Quarantine like, I like Avatar The Last Airbender. <laughs> because it's meant to, it's it's anime adjacent, anime inspired. And no, typically it's what that means anime. is I don't like the animation style. And I will say that's not my favorite animation style. Yeah. But I've not seen this level of action and wanted violence in anything that's not animation. So what do I have to compare, or anime. <laughs> so what do I have to compare it to, right? So it was... Uh, it was good. Like it be at the beginning, like the opening scenes are like super hyper serious, and you're like, okay, is it gonna be like this whole time? <laughs> no, because Johnny Cage is in it. Nice. Hello. Hello. <laughs> He's like the shallowest person on the face of the earth, and it's Joe McHale. I mean, come on. So <laughs> playing Jeff Winger playing Johnny Cage. More or less, yes. And so it just it, it, it gets like dumb in a good way right after that. But so it, it does this nice thing where it moves in and out of like the first tournament story. With like, you know, Luke Kang, Sonya, and Johnny Cage and the normal thing. And then Scorpion's specific story of how he was murdered and his family was murdered and how he was brought back by Quan Chi and all this stuff. And Quan uh Chi. Yeah. And it's I I I mean it's it's, it's not gonna change anybody's lives, but if I mean if you like anime, you like violence, you like animated violence. Yes. yes. You like, like Mortal that. Kombat. Then what about Pokemon? I, if I, I like Pokemon, will I like it? Uh, what aspects of Pokemon do you like? The part where beasties are fighting each other? Because then maybe. Yeah. Then a definite maybe. I yes. uh, I give it a thumbs up. I enjoyed it. The music was good. The The dialogue was hokey in the, in, the, in the appropriate way. So weird. And, uh, and yeah, like big old Goro, like, you know, ripping people's arms off and stuff. I mean, as he does and like busting oh, people's heads and spines out. And yeah, he, so that was the, actually, people. I'm glad you brought that up, Mike, because this is a very serious point. Yeah. I was disappointed because as much as there was this giant vengeance quest between Scorpion and Sub-Zero, mm -hmm. Scorpion's the one pulling people's heads off with their spines dangling. Oh, really? When that was Sub-Zero's finishing move in Mortal Kombat 1, so I don't know. They were playing fast and loose with the fatality cannon. Apparently. But, what uh, the hell? Yeah. Weird. But uh, Unwatchable. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, it was it was pretty good. It was a lot of fun. You know, the whole, yeah, Kano, Jax was in it. Like, they, they incorporated, Jax. yeah, all the all Was Striker in it? No, I don't. He might have been in the background, so I don't want to say he wasn't Sweet. in it, but I don't recall Striker or Cabal being What's, a was part girl, of the story. Was Girl Goro in it? I forget. Her Goro name. was definitely it's in it. Um, no, Girl Goro. Girl Goro. Oh, uh, Sindel. Or wait, no, Sindel yeah. is no. Sindel was uh, was Shao Kahn's wife. Thank you. I can't remember what Girl Goro's name was. Kintara? <laughs> you have Noob Sabot uh, in it. Kintessa. I don't believe Noob Sabot was in it. But yeah, it was. Uh, sucks. There was definitely a uh, a Kintaro looking dude as well. There's a lot of uh, Baraka, like uh, assuming was it was Baraka. Oh yeah, Raiden was definitely in it. Yeah, Raiden. and uh, they talked about Fujin. Shao Kahn was oh, in it. Oh, Fujin. Yeah, Shao Kahn. Because they talk about how Quan Chi was who served Shao Kahn. His actual master is Fujin, but Fujin's been imprisoned by the Come Elder Gods, so Quan Chi's just serving. I mean, they, they go into that depth in it. So uh, they did. Reptile in it? 
Yes, Reptile was in it. Yes. Yeah, he fights Sonya in the swamp with the with the tree faces. Did he did he shoot acid at her face? Oh yeah, there was lots of Hells? acid shooting and invisibility. Yeah. So yeah, okay. I liked it. Uh, obviously, they were able to do things that you can't do with a live action in Mortal Kombat movie effectively. So that was the nice dun, thing dun, about dun, it being dun, anime. Dun, 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 dun. They didn't use the theme song, I don't think. Or if Lame. they did, I just watched it too late at night and it didn't sink in. But yeah, I, I recommend it. Scorpion's Revenge. Not bad. Not bad. Uh, don't watch it with the kids. Lots of meat chunks. Mm, really? Lots of like doing things with people's meat chunks to themselves. Mm, yeah. 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 Oh, like arts taking off. their leg off and beating them with yeah, it? Beating, I was yeah. waiting for that right. to happen. Uh, Quan Chi specifically does not do that like he did in Mortal Kombat 4 Fatality. What? But... but. But there were definitely like arms, like or limbs used as weapons at points. And yes. that was like my favorite fatality of all time. I know they they kind of they kind of mixed it up with some of the fatalities, but uh, it's good. It's good. What's really fun is that Johnny Cage the whole time doesn't realize that he's not in a movie. He thinks he's just on some weird low budget agent film thing, and he's just playing along. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, it. It it goes on so long that he just starts getting angry because like he can't find craft services and it's really dangerous. <laughs> but then and you're like, all right, this joke has gone on for like an hour. But then when he's like, oh, we're actually here to kick people's butts, and then you realize that he's not a joke at all, and it's pretty cool. I liked it. It was good. It's fun. It's a good late night watch if you just want to watch something dumb. There you go. Does he do the splits? Um, I think there was a nut punch, but I don't know if he did it. Yes. I don't remember. I have to go back and watch again. Oh, it's entirely possible. I would assume so. I, I played my against my kid. Did he try on the, to do it to Sonya and didn't doesn't know what to do. Yeah, yeah, he just lost. I was playing uh, oh. against my kid on the Mortal Kombat one, and I was Johnny Cage, and I I nut punched her, and she goes, she literally like that's a sentence. She literally goes, she literally goes, ow, my privates. <laughs> And I was like, all right. That's good stuff right there. I probably shouldn't have done that. And also, what did you just say? <laughs> how do you know anything about that? She was like Raiden at the time. Because I taught her how to teleport with the down-up move. And that's like the only thing she could successfully pull off over that's and over, a good over move. again. Yeah, pretty good. Unless you duck and hit the uppercut. And then it's all over, son. Mm-hmm. Howie, what's on your docket? All over, man. Well, I uh, watched this movie called Ass Man. <laughs> yeah, I stole it, didn't I? I Shut stole up. your thing. Just <laughs> <laughs> you guys are weird. I did not watch a movie called Ass Man because I dollars to donuts. There's a non pornography called Sequel? that. Well, that's oh, also yeah. part of Seinfeld as well. But um, <laughs> oh yeah, you're the Ass Man. <laughs> you're the Ass Man. Cosmo Kramer, Ass Man. <laughs> Good stuff there. No, actually, I have a new addition to our family. Wait, what? Oh, no. She's not even gestating for nine months now. I know. It's just like she's popping them out. Yeah. Yeah. They just, the fetus just rolls out. They throw it in a jar and give it celery every couple weeks. This this arrived this week. Oh, the big big boy. Big baby baby. Yoda. The big baby Yoda. Yep. And uh, it's a bundle of drugs. Actually, got two. One for the family and one for me. Yep. (laughs) You didn't get a third one to keep collected? That's what the, the one box? for him is. Wait, wait what? Oh, nice. Well, it there's, there's no one for the family, Garrick. The family three can they touch are. It. There's no and there's Always no real like there's no like keeping it in the package either. No, this. no it looks like it's just wrapped in bubble I, wrap. Well, that's the target yeah. wrap that yeah. they wrapped it in. So as soon as you take it out of that, it's like okay, here I'm loose. Yeah, it's basically got loose cardboard around the bottom, and other yeah. than that, there's no packaging. Yeah. So 
I have one in my office to look at lovingly during there the day go. while I'm uh -huh. working. Yep, and we got notices uh, in the last couple of days where Amazon moved up our Funko Pop Baby Yoda yep. deliveries from back in December that to is coming. next week. Yep. Woo! I'm getting that. Yep. So I'm Me excited. Too. What is going to happen to the Mandalorian when Baby Yoda is no longer part of the cast, dude? I just yeah. Then you get then you get her. teenage Yoda, like teenage Groot. <laughs> teenage Groot. Yeah, <laughs> I am Groot. Like that uh, that Mandalorian preview. That stuff will rot your brain. Put it speaking, down. Speaking of Funko Pops, <laughs> I'm opening this up right now. That's no. right. What? what is it? I, Someone got a six dollar. I Funko got Pop. the thirty dollar. Uh, wrecking Ball from Overwatch in Biohazard skin for like six ninety seven. You guys are speaking Japanese. That's a good Amazon. deal. Uh, yeah, it was. I am Overwatch, Mike, an Overwatch fan, and uh, I love Wrecking Ball. And for the okay. longest time, up until like a month ago, I used the Biohazard skin, and they had it, and it was only like seven bucks. And look, he wobbles, he little bobble, he little. Yeah, little, that little cool. hamster guy, little okay. green hamster. All right, yeah. I just took it out of the package, Garrick. That was all that go. noise. You're welcome. I hate you. Yeah. Garrick, I know that package. Garrick. Yeah, I'm not your package sound. Yeah. I, I like the fact that he's he actually bobbles friend. up there. Little yeah, little the little hamster bobbles at the top. top. Yeah. So I've got my I've got my uh, my signature. I don't know why you're not tweeting this right now. Skin pop vinyl guy right there. So I'm happy about that. So was the baby Yoda actually your uh, your docket? Yeah, yeah, I like it. I like Baby Yoda. A little toy does, aside, does Mike he do stuff. Oh man, he comes out. You can take him out. Oh, he doesn't bobble. He sits on pegs. I just, you can just pull him right out. But he does bobble when he's in. Yeah, there. if he's on the pegs, not that well. He bobbles a little bit. You there should you hug him. Oh man, I didn't realize I could take weird. him out. He, Are you gonna now, hug oh, him? Oh look, now they're a, now they're a team. Now it's 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 handball, oh. it's handball does, uh, and wrecking ball. Does it close up? No, the, I, that's the one thing that I really wish this was an actual hinge so I could close the ball up. Yeah. But no, yeah, I'm very happy about this acquisition, actually. There you Sorry go. to jump onto your toys. No, I actually there. extended mine a little bit longer. <laughs> <laughs> Pad the time. Yeah, that's right. Speaking of padding things, Mike. Well, I have been doing the vinyl oh, stuff. Oh, Mike doesn't lately, pad. It's all real. And uh, one of my newest additions is uh, Beastie Boys License to Ill. So oh, yeah. oh man, I forgot how much I love that album, man. That is some good, good stuff. And this on the um, on the heels of the release of, uh, I guess Apple's got a new uh, a new documentary by Spike Jones, yeah, the Beastie Boys. So. Oh, Apple did it. Are they yeah. automatically downloading it on everybody's iPhones without their permission? <laughs> no, I'm sure I've got to buy it, yeah, and I'm not looking forward to buying it. So I might look. Is that the I might one look with for other on it? ways? Other other? You mean other places to buy it at a, at a more benevolent price? Yes, <laughs> yes, that's what we'll say. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> so. it has brass monkey on it, right? It does have brass monkey. That funky brass monkey. Brass monkey. Brass monkey. That funky monkey. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Brass monkey. Back in the nineties, when people thought the word monkey, monkey no, no, by no. itself was. Oh, this was eighty-five, buddy. It was that long. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. baby. Yeah. It's got a lot of really? good songs on oh, it. Oh yeah. Wow. Oh, that's got. Uh, that's got. Girls. Uh, yeah, girls is on there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's got Paul Revere, my favorite, oh, my personal yeah, favorite. That's a good one. Um, it's got uh, got to fight for your right to party. To party. Oh, that's the best. Day. Fight for your right, man. It's got uh, uh, no sleep till Brooklyn. No sleep till Brooklyn, yeah. man. Yes. <laughs> it's that got all the. Does it is, have intergalactic on it? No, intergalactic would be, be that would be the '90s version of Beast. Was that on the intergalactic album? 
Actually, it's the one after Paul's Boutique, and I can't remember off the top of my head what that is. But oh. yeah, I've been geeking on some uh, Beastie Boys to my wife's chagrin. So yeah, I'll bet. Did they just have a new documentary <laughs> come out on the uh, old Apple TV? That's what it's, I it's just almost, said. It's almost as if yeah. we. I feel like we just talked about it. <laughs> Maybe that, that Spike Jones thing. Yeah. Yes. Hey, Mike, are you going to are you gonna go out and buy that through somewhere? <laughs> you watch where, it. Where you get it cheaper. <laughs> I have not watched yeah. it yet. I'm going to try to find it in a way. That will allow me to watch it without paying you hope absorbent it falls off the back prices. of the truck. Yeah. Yeah, right. Exactly. More or less. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Hey, you guys still know putting what? out new albums? Yeah, didn't they have one a couple few years ago? Uh, no, 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 okay. Wait, 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 wait. Yes. MCA is no longer with us. He died of cancer probably ten years ago. Yeah. So if they put something out, it had to be a greatest hits of some sort. It's called To the Five Burrows Deluxe Edition Explicit. <laughs> explicit. There you go. That was part of the title. I would need. If you get the explicit version, version, it says explicit, explicit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, double explicit. Yeah. What do you think? Wow. Oh, you check the TV That's MCA. There that Whoa. went. There's the explicit part. All right, I'm not complaining more. Yeah. yeah. What, about, what about Klingon? Yeah, they were beating Mike's tally. <laughs> Real quick. <laughs> I liked when they were on Futurama. That was awesome. Yeah. That was a highlight right there. That was the, that even, was the even though Emily is not digging it, the kids, I've got them hooked, man. Licensed to ill. Yeah. My daughter's yeah. like, I'm a Beastie Boys fan now. So whenever I pop on the LP, boy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah just like that. How he's rolling for that takedown notice. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay if you only play 20 seconds, right? <laughs> Beastie Boys were good because of Fusion. Yes. They did rap Fusion better than, yes, they than did. almost did. anybody. Pretty much time. anybody, I think. All right, well, come on, run DMC. <laughs> <laughs> run DMC was a close second. Yeah, but, yeah uh, you're right. Yep. They're they beasties, man. Come on. Yeah. Sabotage. Yeah. Come on, man. Sabotage. One of the greatest videos of all band. time. Yeah, that's classical music. It is. That's what Star Trek tells it me. It totally is. Over and over and over <laughs> and over <laughs> until they <laughs> grind it into the ground. Yeah, but Intergalactic Man, that's a great video too. That's got the Japanese Shadrach kind of uh, the old. It's got yeah, the I old like uh, Godzilla feel to it, man. Oh, right, 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 right. <laughs> intergalactic, planetary, planetary, intergalactic. Yes, sir. All right. I'm digging the Beastie Boys. Good. Sure, Sean. Good. I like the Beastie Boys as well. Time for some news. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> No, but for real, I like the Beastie Boys. Well, boys. What up? By the time this podcast comes out, it will be May the 4th. May the 4th? You mean today? May the 4th or be the, with the you. Day? Yes. Yes. God, say it yes. so people understand yes. the joke. No one gets it yet. Yeah. May the 4th be with you, Corey. May the 4th be with you. May you the get fourth it? be with you, Corey. You get it? It's like may the force be with so you. What, uh, sorry, what, every day is Star Wars Day for me. Just saying. <laughs> so we are it's like doing. Day. This is going to be a Star Wars themed podcast, so we might as well have some Star Wars news to mix in with it, right? That's right. I All suppose. Right. Well, there is trouble in Disney Paradise. Guys. No, no, no. Everything's <laughs> what? Always no. no. <laughs> what are you false? About? False. False. Everything is beautiful. Everything is wonderful. Okay, do you guys remember? Kylo Ren and Ray should have got married. 
<laughs> oh, that would have been hot. Yeah. What was it? A week or two ago, we were talking about uh, the Cassie and Andor series. We had some actors Woo! and actress uh, yeah, I don't feel and... the need to revisit my total doubt about that <laughs> entire thing. Yeah, well, your doubts are well-founded, my friend. You have know, they been all along? You know why? Because <laughs> they're starting over. <laughs> Yeah, start over, just like Rogue One. If starting over implies finishing, <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> now, that said, okay, so whoever was running this shit before, and I don't even know who it is because I honestly don't care. At this point, there's just too many failures to keep track it's, of. Uh, <laughs> not just with Cassian, but okay, just on so the do you guys side. remember um, during the filming of Rogue One that uh, do I? it was yeah. Gareth Edwards, he was in charge of things, and then yep. they got toward the end, and, and then they brought in the guys who made that that made that Beastie Boys video <laughs> to fix it. I mean, yeah. the Godzilla movie. Yeah, yeah. they uh, reshot Tony Gilroy, right? Gilroy, they brought in Gilroy, yeah. Basically, to, the same the guy cleaner. who clean, the same guy who cleaned up <laughs> Gareth Edwards in the Godzilla movie. Yeah, yeah, he cleaned him up in Rogue One. He well, did guess so good. He didn't do so good in that one. Guess what Gilroy is doing now. <laughs> Yeah, cleaning up Cassian. <laughs> He's cleaning up Cassian. You know what? Well, it could be good. <laughs> actually, I know. I agree. Actually, now Disney's been trying to crank like really crap out some reality TV for Disney Plus. Like they got that shop class <laughs> show that I'm whatever, totally gonna yeah. watch. That's like a bunch of kids making weird crap, right? <laughs> cleaning up Cassian. <laughs> cleaning up Cassian. If it was just basically cleaning up Cassian, basically like the just the inside the Lucasfilm <laughs> Studios. <laughs> But, like, it's office style, except it's not pre-written. Oh, man. It's candid, but it's office style with cutaways and all these people's backstabbing each other and stuff like that. And it's called Cleaning Casting. I'd watch that poop every day forever. Hell, yeah. Every day. Kathleen Kennedy is the... Uh, no, you never see her. You never, you never see, see her. She, she's like, everybody mentions her constantly. They name drop her in every meeting, but you never actually see her. It's just oh. every now and then someone will walk past her office and go, is she in today? And the, secre the, the admin will wordlessly look down at the door, like nod down the side of the eye, and you just see like tons of cigarette smoke coming out from under the door. And that's the only way you know she exists. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I should be writing for these people. This non oh, unscripted boy. show. I should be writing it. Yeah. So yes, good news, bad news. In my opinion, with the Cassie and Andor series, um, do it right. The fact that they're starting over is just like par for the course. I mean, that's what we're doing with everything now, right? I mean, I mean, at this point, I is it uh, honest question? I, I'm, I'm, there's humor in this, but honest question. Is it unfair to say that this is the case more often than not? It is the case more often than not. I, th I feel like we're at least yes. at least 50-50 right now. Dude, the, I mean, the whole thing about them announcing TV shows, I, it's kind of a joke at this point. Yeah. I mean, it's like, what... I, who runs this place? Man, I'm sorry. I know it's, we, everybody it's, tries to. Everybody tries to. What's say, the okay, release schedule on this? You have someone who there is no release schedule. You have point. someone who's in charge. First? You have someone who's in charge, but I don't think anybody's running it. I think yeah. the people who sh who are supposed to be running it are dipshits. Well, I, and I've I've said this for a while, and there's many other people that are, have been saying this that. Kathleen Kennedy is just a figurehead at this point that she doesn't have any real power. I don't think she wants yeah. to be that hands-on. She's been she has been surrounded by the best talent her well, entire career. Some people would argue that point. Okay, all right. <laughs> yeah, I know you're right. But like I could see I could see it where she's like, I picked you people to do this. Do your jobs. Don't make me make all the decisions. But you're right. Rumors lately are that 
she's been the opposite of how I've always thought her to be, which is someone who lets the creative geniuses be creative geniuses while she just kind of keeps everything corralled. Yeah. That definitely doesn't jive with the rumors. There has been, yeah, the rumor stuff. I, I don't know. Anyway, Cassie Andor is struggling. Obi-Wan is struggling. Um, at this point, I believe Obi-Wan is supposed to be produced first. I think Cassie Nandor is further down the list. But at this point... <laughs> As in never. Dude, at there, this there, point... No one ever asked for this series. The people who say they want it don't realize how many billions of pull-it-out-of-the-bingo-turner balls would be more successful I think than it, a Cassie Nandor series. I think it could be good. No, I, I not, really do. Anything could be good. Right. We're talking about Lucasfilm right now. Right. Well, <laughs> they're riding the coattails of of Mandalorian. That's that's hot, hot, hot right now because hot, hot, hot. it was not a series about a character who we saw die on screen already. Uh, not just because of okay. that, but it's not shackled by that. I don't know that that's a shackle though, because I mean, this I, even people that have never seen Rogue One, I think, could enjoy this series I, until they get into it and find and Google mm. and go, oh, he's already dead. I uh I don't I, I think I would enjoy the series, but to Corey's point, I would much rather um I would much rather not know the end result of a character. It's like when those Cade Skywalker we, Skywalker comics came out. It's like, wait a minute, I don't want to know what's canon a hundred and hundred years in the future. <laughs> I wanna you. I wanna not know. Yeah. While I'm reading what's happening in the current canon. You but know? you got Darth Talon, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but that, that's always the problem. <laughs> it seems to be the problem with a lot of what Lucasfilm has has been doing yeah. is it's here we're writing about this stuff or we're telling these stories about these people that we already know what it's happens. Unknown quantity, and it's like you can only get so much enjoyment and satisfaction out of those stories because you already know the end. We are in spoiler okay. alert culture now, where people don't want to know what happens. That now is not the time to prequelize okay. everything. I f I feel what you guys are saying. Yeah, you do. But, in your damn soul, son. But, but there is opportunity but in this series to but introduce new characters and new situations and maybe even take the series in a well, different direction. Of course I, there's opportunity. I do, here's, here's the thing. <laughs> I, I do believe that it's Which a mistake. Which seems like what they're doing with Mandalorian as well. But also they're not shackled by the thing we said. Okay, here's the thing. I do agree that it's... Oh, the listeners can't see the look on Howie's face. He just took the sassiest drink from his 20-ounce Pepsi. I'm just saying. It's probably a mistake to tie this series to Cassian Andor himself. I mean, it, it would have been, but I... Of all of the people who done died in that movie, his... his Cassian himself, by himself, K2 notwithstanding is one of the less interesting characters, in my opinion, what? in the film. He straight uh, up cold-cocked a guy with a gun Yeah, he's, on a dark alley because he couldn't walk. Yeah, and, and here's the thing. I'm not going to say he was portrayed poorly. or No, I think, jeez, uh, I can't remember his name now. I think he was awesome in the role, but all of the other characters in the group were more interesting to me than him. Simple as that. All of them. But he had a cool ship. Do you see that U-Wing? Actually, I, I, I won't say that. I wouldn't say that. As much as I think Jyn Erso is awesome, I would even less want a series about Jyn Erso because we kind of got her like soup to nuts yeah, story in her, the film. This was right. her story. Right. right. So, so her less so than him, everyone else but More Cassie so. and Andor, well, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a spy story. series and all yeah, that stuff. Did. I mean, I don't know. Two I mean, books. I think there's more stories that yeah. can be told there. So... 
But, I'm, a, I'm okay with it, and I'm okay with that time frame in, in the timeline. I like that that period in the timeline. Yeah. I'm getting tired that of that time frame. Yeah, I'm ready. Me, on. I'm not. No, totally not. You really, where would you go? You want to go to the sequel era? Thank you. you. Thank you, Garrick. <laughs> yeah. Right. Come yeah. on, guys. Yeah, yeah, you know what I want to do? I want to go 15 years past it and pretend all of that is so over with that no one even cares anymore. You know what? <laughs> there, it'll be everything that happened in the sequel trilogy will be so important that it'll be referred to as much as the Yuzen Vong were after the New Jedi Order was over with, where like literally every author would use the the phrase Yuzen Vong once in the first three chapters and then never mention it again, even though the entire galaxy was upended as a result. They're like, oh no, that was like five years ago. Everybody's cool with it now. We yeah, can go, they, they we can go fifteen thousand years in the and past. We're never heard from again. <laughs> fifteen thousand. I, I just, I, I just don't want to be shackled anymore because clearly, the vast majority of the quote talent end quote that Lucasfilm either has working for them or manages to recruit can't work within the boundaries of what Star Wars is or could be. I, and I'll just say as simple as that. I, Last Jedi is the truest example of that. We have seen multiple examples now of where Ryan Johnson is a good filmmaker. But within the boundaries that he had, he couldn't because he couldn't deal with the boundaries and he messed them up. He 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 moved them around and it jacked with everything. And I think that they ought to be just trying to go where they don't have the boundaries. And that's something where the Mandalorian did. You know what? But that's what they're attempting to do with uh I mean they're doing they're going to this, but the High Republic era and they're... Oh, that is the most half-assed. Now, okay, it may come this out is, and be... This is, it, this is more criticism it, that's coming. It may come out and be fantastic. <sighs> uh, no, I don't believe that. But it may. <laughs> I don't believe it will. Be There's a lot of... There is a lot of controversy around that Oh yeah, oh, no. Gee. Honestly, Surprise. honestly, from from the stuff coming out from the authors involved in their process stuff like that, I'm like, well, best to y'all, but this is probably gonna suck it, suck total balls. But it could come out and be great. What they did is they did it half-assed. They said, let's go in the past. How far? Well, not too far. That gets complicated. Then we have to be creative and shit. And so they went, well, let's just go back far enough so that we don't have to justify the advancement of technology or something like that. 150 years. No more than that. Everybody's like sweating. And they're like, oh, thank God. Oh, thank God. Let's go outside and smoke all the cigarettes. Mm -hmm. I, it, it seems like a half-assed attempt to do what I'm saying, which is better than in my opinion, better than a non-attempt. So that's what that's where I'm going. It could be good, <sighs> but yeah, good luck with that. I don't know. I, I honest to God, I'm so sour at this. I'm I'm such be a awesome. so sour grapes. Don't at this even point. know. And that's coming from somebody who has watched the Rise of Skywalker six times more than he watched the Last Jedi. Seven? Yeah, right. No wait. Yeah. No, I watched last. I, uh, yeah, about six yeah. times more because I liked you watched, it. You watched Last Jedi like three times. I watched it twice uh, all the way through. Nope. nope. Three times. Not at least. No, 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 no. no, I'm including the drunken time. Because at no <laughs> other time other than my first viewing and that, did I watch it all the way through. No, we you saw went to the theater twice. In a theater. Did right. I go twice? Yes. Yep. I don't feel like that's true. No, I saw it in the theater the, twice, the and then when I bought the when I bought the Blu-ray, I lasted fifteen. No, not even fifteen minutes. Probably ten minutes. Yeah. When we, we got when New we Year's. got to uh, when did we, we got, go to the did we go to the theater in Angola to see that? Yeah, because I fell asleep during the Canto Bite scene and woke nice. up. and oh, thought crap. it was a lot better. You're right. The second right. 
<laughs> so not three times more. <laughs> Let's say without Canto Bite, so much better. Yeah, twice like, as many I mean, times. This movie wasn't as bad as I thought. <laughs> I got to take a nap minutes, halfway but through. But man. Oh, man. I, I just... <laughs> Maybe that's why I need to do is, is watch it and fall asleep. You know what? I should stop. <laughs> honestly, honestly, God, I'm going to make a culprit right here. I should stop nitpicking the timelines and the characters in the prequels and just say they should find some talented people. That's what I should say. I should just, just drop the gauntlet right there and just say, you know what? They should actually farm talent who's good rather than whatever seemingly small, shallow pond that they keep going back to. Okay. Well, I'm, I, I agree with that. <clears throat> But I mean, there's a bigger there's a bigger thing going on here, right? And that's leadership at the top, and it's right. got to change. That is that is, and the core. that's that's what's going to happen next year. Twenty twenty one. That's what we said last of, year. Now twenty twenty one is the end of a contract, dude. There's all kinds of stuff now that Iger and the and the guy that's taking his place here are the other living. Bob. Yeah, the and Bob and the other Bob. Bob too. <laughs> Bob, Bob too. This is my other brother, brother Bob. Other brother yeah. Bob. <laughs> that uh, they're livid with uh, with some of the things that are happening right now, and and I I really I, I more firmly believe now than I ever have that this whole renewing her contract and everything was just to get her through Rise of Skywalker. Let's pretend and 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 they're just going to ride this to the end. Let's pretend. Let's let's role play. Let's pretend that Kathleen Kennedy is the, paladin. the holy terror <laughs> that the rumors make her out be to be, right? right. Le, which I still struggle with that. I still really struggle with that. I don't know. I struggle she seems, with it less. <laughs> she seems so affable to me. But let's... Is it laughable? Right. Yeah. Affable. But let's, let's pretend that she actually is the absolute worst. Okay. Okay. How did she become that way? Is... All, are all the guys who directed the film, all the dudes she worked for, like Spielberg and all of those big directors that she's very successfully produced for, right. the biggest a-holes in Hollywood and we just don't know it? Are they all such like boy, like boy group, men's group assholes that she has had all this pent up when I'm in charge, I'm going to just go nugging futs? Like, like how, if those are true, how? If those rumors are true, how did she become that way? Because she's literally attached. Like, I've said it a thousand times. Every time I go back and watch a movie that I love from the 80s or 90s, at the end, produced by Kathleen Kennedy. Noise is off. I watched Noise is off again. No one has seen that film that I haven't made watch that film. Produced by Kathleen Kennedy. I was blown away. I was like, you got to be kidding me. Everything I love, she was behind. Brother, so were they, or all you. of the directors, complete and total boys club b-holes the whole time? Seemed... Seems like they would it would have had to have been a culture like that for her to go as far deep end as the rumors make it sound. And I don't know. I, I, I'm like, OK, I here's the thing. I can kind of believe that, that Look, those guys were all actually horrible a-holes. I never I easier never, than I can believe that she is an a-hole. And not, I don't know why. I'm not saying I'm I'm all the way on that side of things yet. Yeah, I'm yeah. still probably teetering on the fence, but there is more and more stuff that comes out every day. It is, there, it's, there, weird. There is it's just a, weird at this point. There is a story that came out just this past week. Again, this is all rumor. Take it with a grain of salt, whatever, but... Um, Take it with were, the salt shaker, but we'll talk about it They were talking anyway. about um, Galaxy's Edge, and apparently... Yes, I saw this, actually. Okay, so there are a couple of creators that are no longer with Dizzy, and they now feel... That ability, they can talk. That they can talk and say things. And they, they said early on the planning stages of what they were going to do with the Star Wars land, yeah. as it was nicknamed at the time, was that they were 
going back to George Lucas, you know, George Lucas's vision and and what the idea for Star Wars Land was basically Tatooine. They were going to be doing it at Tatooine Outpost. And her response was a very business person, an out of touch business person's response, yes. which was which was um, well, we're creating all these new characters and we want to look forward. We don't want to look back. The we words I heard forward. were that were that like the original trilogy is for 50-year-olds. Yeah. Yes. Those are the words that I read. <laughs> I don't know if that was a quote, like a, a like a no, like no. a pseudo nope. quote attributed to her, but yep. that's why I interpreted yep. it. That's what it said. And I was like, that sounds like the most out-of-touch business person could be. But at the same time, I'm like, if you are just the but, actual functional producer on a film. That's almost how I would want you to think. I'd want the creative people in charge to negotiate with you to set you straight, right? Because from a financial perspective, there's a lot of sense in that statement. Ish. That's it. But strictly, <laughs> no, I'm not talking about reality. <laughs> business and reality, not the same thing. Because if it were, then all businesses would be successful. <laughs> So I, but strictly from a, I'm watching the bank accounts point of view, yeah. I could see how you would get skewed into believing that it's not true. It's not a good no. decision, no. but I could see that. So again, I'm giving her benefit of the doubt, but at the same time, it was so stupid and wrong. So <laughs> whatever it became the, the something or other outpost or whatever yeah. was based Black on outpost. Black Spire, which is based on, you know, which is, sequel is still cool type things. It's still cool, but I mean, they're what? pretty much admitting straight out now that it's not it's not drawing the numbers. It's not doing the business that they wanted it to draw. Because they literally made something up. It's from a novel. No one right. cares. But again, <laughs> you know, they make fun except, of the, the except old... Except for those of us who are so hardcore that we, like, I also, care. I want to see it. It's <laughs> also a comic miniseries. Right. So it, because they were trying to well, promote they were making the fun part. of the old 50-year-old guys, but... The old 50-year-old guys are the ones that have the money yeah. that take their kids. Good duh. You know, hello. Yeah. So You know what? 30, 40 years from now, you could do that because the kids will have the money. Well, but that was that would only assuming. be if, that would only be if the original or the sequel yes. trilogy was as successful Correct. as you wanted it to be culturally. Correct. And it's just not. I mean, and there's other there's other worlds and 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 things that they've created at Disney that, you know, don't follow hey the future path like you know yeah. the avatars and stuff like that oh my god that's the best example the best worst example <laughs> the best worst example because everybody talks about how beautiful it is but i'm like who the hell cares right it may be beautiful but like honest to god is everybody ready for how much money james cameron's about to lose <laughs> i mean no one cares about avatar no, in this country maybe globally and eh, maybe but in this country no one cares and avatar so when disney airbender yeah no everybody cares about that yeah it's awesome it, when Disney incorporated that into the Animal Kingdom, I was like, "What? Why, dude? It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't make sense because I mean, just think of. The, I mean, the classic rides at at at. Um, if, gosh, dang it! What's the what's the main park? The the fantasy? Magic Kingdom. Magic, Magic Kingdom. Kingdom. You know, I mean, if if that thought pattern was true, yeah, then you wouldn't have you, you wouldn't, wouldn't have, have the most popular the, rides. Wouldn't be the freaking teacups, Dumbo, Thunder yes, Mountain, Thunder yes. Mountain, uh, Splash Mountain, which is Splash Mountain. People dude, which mind, 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 mind ride, which is Splash Mountain, opened up the day that I was at Disneyland, and like in between like fourth and fifth grade, I think it was the they had all the news crews and everything were there. Sometimes I. I'm guilty of looking at the YouTube videos of the news reporter news reports trying to find us in the background. <laughs> but like that was based on a cartoon 
that you can't even see anymore. Right. <laughs> the Song of the South. It's right? based on Song oh, of the yeah, South. Right. Song of the South, yeah, right. Which right. is so racist that, right. that you can't even you can't even get it through legitimate means anymore. So it's like they were literally Actually, going. I think it's on Disney Plus. Uh, if it is, it's heavily edited. No, it's not edited. That what they've done. Oh, that's to right. To their credit, they have little You're disclaimers right. at the at the is top. Song, I thought Song of the South was the one that's not. They've done that on other things like I'm the Classic Lady in the Tramp. Pretty sure it's like on that, there Dumbo. because that was a big that was a big deal. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, this is a totally racist. Yeah, that's basically what they say. No, yeah, I know. I, I've read some of the. Actually, I really respect how they've handled that. Yeah, sure, I agree. Quite a bit. Like, let's not erase history. Yes, let's just educate people about what to expect. I and I was like, you know what? That's great. Um, but but the point is, even in the nineties, or I guess this would have technically been the eighties, late eighties. It was important to them to still base on classic. Yes. Right. Even if they knew they had well, to heavily right. roll it down. And, and, and back to Star Wars, I mean, that's uh, that's obviously what they should have done. Right. I mean, well, and it's to the point now where even at Black Spire, where everything initially was sequel trilogy. Yeah, now they've now they've now they've around. got yeah now they've come around and they've got they've got Darth Vader walking around and they've got classic stormtroopers. I don't troopers think walking around I would give it. if I wasn't a big Star Wars fan. As much as I sound like the opposite of one right now, I don't think I would give a crap about Hondo Anada. Or know who he is, even if I had watched the Clone Wars once or twice, but wasn't a super fan. I don't give a crap. I can't wait to go see animatronic Hondo. You know, and I know just now Petrie just went <laughs> while he's listening, right? Hondo. I can't wait to go I mean, see animatronic. I like but Hondo, but I yeah, do. I like whatever. Hondo, but I only want to see it because of the technology. Is my cool, kids? I mean, blah, blah, blah. if I took my kids, they wouldn't. Know they who wouldn't Hondo care. Is. Yeah, They'd my like, daughter would go. Hondo, oh, is what? that that guy? I'm like, yeah, that's the guy who looked cooler in Clone Wars and lamer in Rebels for some reason. Even though Rebels is what our familiarity Got longer, is based uh, on. face talons or whatever. Yeah, but it's like he was the animation was or the 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 model of Honda yeah. was way yeah. simplified in Rebels for some reason. Um, yeah, yeah. So anyway, I, so a lot the, of the lot of criticism with uh, with going on there. But that said, let's. Look forward to the positive. What's happening on May the 4th? What are some of the things that are happening? Um, May the 4th be with you, Mike. On May the 4th. <laughs> we don't care about this. On May the 4th, man. There's you know what's happening, happening on May the 4th? We're still on lockdown. I'm still going to be working. Is that on a weekend? I'll probably, I'll probably be <laughs> fertilizing my lawn. Yeah, That's I was gonna say <laughs> I might be out there with the with the lawn spreader. Well, the, uh, for those who care, you could be watching the final episode of Clone War season seven. Hello, <sighs> I'm psyched. People are digging this, man. It's a good. I've seen a lot it's, of positive responses online. Most of those have been from people who some I some of the trust arcs. At all. Some of the arcs are good. Not all of the arcs. Are yeah, good. I've seen the uh, final the, arc is the best. I've Clone seen Wars a arc. lot of, and the, that's what you would hope for and expect. Right? The usual suspect suckups have been celebrating the last couple episodes, the second to last one especially, uh, from now. And I'm excited about getting to those, even though I don't believe these people at all, at all, because they are such unrepentant suck-ups, but a couple of Aww. them me. who I respect quite a bit. Actually, there's a couple people that I do respect, like Amy. Yeah. Now, Amy's not going to come out and say negative things about Star Wars. She knows how, where her oh, bread is buttered. She works there. But when yeah. she celebrates something, I usually sit up and take notice. And I saw her talking about the second to last episode and how it was amazing. And I was like, okay, 
I've got that to look forward to, but I'm not watching them week by week. I'm it's like it's like the Bulls the 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 Bulls documentary the the series that's coming out right yeah, now. Yes, right. It, my wife and I decided we're not going to watch it week to week. We're going to wait until we can watch them all at once and binge that's them. Kind of how I've been. That's where I'm at. I've just Wars. started. Uh, I know it's coming to an end, so I've started rewatching. I've watched four or five episodes, and uh, the last episode I watched was I think I, I watched the first two of the the new Ahsoka arc, the first Ahsoka arc. I've only watched first two episodes of the season. So I, I've got a good bin. Good I'm with you, yeah, so I'm going to start binging. Good. But anyway, yes, a lot of critical acclaim. Garrick's been on top of this. He can attest. Yeah. It's good stuff. Garrick's been on top of this like us on Garrick's mom. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Wait, what? I stand by it. Yeah. So you looking forward to this last <laughs> app coming up, man? Hells yeah. Hells yeah. Yeah, the one on Friday today when we're recording. Um... Order 66 went down. You guys heard of this? this order mm, I have heard of the right? Order 66. With this? You, heard of, you heard of the Order 66? Yeah. You, you, got another, so you heard about this? I love what they're doing. Um, with the previous episode, like, just the animation's amazing. They actually brought in Ray Park to be Darth Maul in yeah. mocap. I know. The, we're talking I've about seen the video. The video is cool, insane. man. We were talking about this before we recorded, and I immediately sat up. Because I've been rolling my eyes about all, everything Clone Wars so that I can... Go in with low expectations and come out happy. But when Garrick mentioned this right before we started recording night, I sat up because I'm like, okay, one of my biggest beefs with the Clone War is that every time a Jedi fights, it's just a grasshopper yeah, hopping around. Right. So to actually do mocap, yeah, sounds kind of awesome. Yeah, yeah. it sort of like is. They, they dialed up the animation, the score, they really the sound have. effects, the lighting, the special effect, everything. They dialed it up to eleven. It's Insane, and and that doesn't detract from the quiet moments either. The quiet moments are even more impactful. You know, in in the last few episodes that I've seen, the thing I res the thing I believe everything you're saying, and the thing I respect most about it, I just wanted you to know that I believe you. And I don't think you're a total liar, Gary. I want you. This is between you and me. <laughs> just I want you to know that. Okay, so. fair enough. Sometimes, <laughs> but the thing that I respect most about that is that I'm not convinced. Internet, take notice that. This is a draw for Disney Plus at all, not in any meaningful way. No, this is a love letter. Yes, exactly. Clone Wars fans. This is like here's closure. We owe you guys because of how many fumbles we've done in this franchise lately. Yeah. Well, how that was handled through the the purchase back in 2012. I mean, it was and like the Netflix lock ins with the with the licensing. There was some there was some bad blood back then, but yeah, they've made it right. They brought in the right person again, Dave Filoni, right? I mean, the savior of... <laughs> you know, it's sometimes it's I say with people it, that I respect a lot that I want to hang out with them or have dinner with them, I won't say about Dave Filoni because his time is too precious to me to waste on myself. <laughs> we need true. that guy everywhere. <laughs> I'd be like Troy meeting uh, LeVar, LeVar Burton. Burton. Yeah, I would just... I would like, just be mad. <laughs> just like stare straight at him, <laughs> yeah. eyes wide, not saying anything. Yep. I wouldn't be intimidated. I just wouldn't want to infect him in any way with anything <laughs> that I might have, brain-wise or otherwise. Yeah, it's amazing what he's done with Darth Maul as a character. Mm. Like not just this, you know, recent Clone Wars series, but like through the whole thing. Like he was just a throwaway character, literally right. in the Completely. episode one. Yeah. And they, yeah, they rehab that character, and yeah. I was thinking of talking on Discord, or I was talking with Sancho Panda. Like he's become more interesting, almost more interesting than the Emperor in some respects. Well, yeah, 
because the, the emperor, emperor was always like, like brought him back and he's just like oh i'm still doing evil shit yeah <laughs> shooting lightning yeah the emperor has always been on a fixed course of sith power yes. chase whereas darth maul has had a struggle yes yeah <clears throat> yeah yeah Dar i'm you know it's funny i remember when they brought darth maul back in the comics initially right before it was in the clone wars <laughs> And I remember thinking, that's the lamest thing ever. They, they, and now you know I am so thankful yeah. that they did because yeah. once the lameness had time to just that initial sure. wave pass, I feel you. What yep. they've what different people have managed to do with him has been yes. meaningful right. to me. Right. Yeah, from what they've done with him in Rebels and Clone Wars and Dude, all the way through solo, bro. Solo, yeah. So yeah, I, I mean, it, which Suck is it. I like that movie which is, so much. Which is basically what they've set up um, in Clone Wars, right? Where he's, I mean, he's where he's getting ready to take over the underground. Mm -hmm. and, I mean, oh, yeah. there's Assuming. a lot. There's a lot of stories to be told there, man. And actually, this gives some hope. So why do we do a Cassian Andor series, <laughs> not a Darth Maul series? <laughs> actually, yeah, that would be should. That would maybe be too on the nose. It would have to be Darth Maul adjacent. Not necessarily like a Kira to... story, but somewhere See, this like is, that. See, this is why I was saying before that they shouldn't be naming this a Cassian Andor series. Because Boom. the time the timeline really opens us up. You could do stories with Solo. My friend, it was not called the Tony Soprano show. <laughs> it was Kira? called The Sopranos, the Sopranos which didn't just mean your last name was Soprano. It meant right. you were part of a greater thing. Well, to their credit, they haven't actually named his series yet. Yeah, but you know what? <laughs> Let's just pretend that anybody at Lucasfilm's got that much writing talent. Look, to, if they're mm, smart, man. they start weaving that stuff in where we start seeing. May, we may, I mean, maybe we see Kira. Maybe we see Darth oh, Maul. That'd be bad. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they start weaving that those kind of stories because it's all taking place in the same timeline. Yeah, ish. Yeah. So, yeah. yep, yep. All right. If they stopped calling it the Cassian Andor series and just started calling it like the early rebellion series or something or like mid rebellion, then maybe, but just calling it the Cassian Andor series puts a super it's limiting bland taste in my mouth, yeah. which is not when I belch just now, not what I experienced. <laughs> which is all. what this conversation is doing to me. That's right true. What's next on the oh, list? How he's sleeping. No, that's it brothers. That's, that's it. all I Woo! had for news. <laughs> Oh, hey, that would be the Porkins fight of the week, my friend. Oh, I think they know by now. You ought to know by now. Yes. I don't know if y'all know this, but you know that movie, The Sunset Boulevard? Oh, yeah, right. Oh, yeah, I just watched it. You know that opening shot where the dude floating face down in the pool and all the policemen yeah. staring down at That's him and weird. you looking up from under the water? There's no blood. Yeah, yeah, he did. Let me tell you something about back in the 1950s, submerging a camera underwater was just not very practical. I. Uh -oh. But yet I that it. shot has gone down in cinema history as one of the greatest opening shots of all time. And the reason for that? Is they just stuck a mirror on the bottom of the pool. Oh, genius! Wait, I'm shot down the mirror. at the they mirror through the pool. The water on one side of the pool with a mirror, a giant mirror on the bottom of the pool, pointed it at the bottom of the pool, and the mirror showed him floating face down from below. I see. And, I'm gonna and tell the you officers what, above him. That hmm. shot was amazing. Was, and we're going to get into that right yeah. now because it's time to review this bizarre. What review? Review. 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 All right, we 
need to set this up. So are, we are you doing... an angel? <laughs> not, we're not setting Wizards. it up that way. <laughs> All right, we're doing no, our AFA top 100, right? That's your laser sword. That's right. Is it better sure. than Star Wars? No one can kill That's a right. Jedi. AFI, <laughs> top 100. I still love Phantom Menace. I don't care what you say. <laughs> Women and children, too. <laughs> Still love it. Master Skywalker. <laughs> it's my favorite. Do you have a one. sock? <laughs> <laughs> and your favorite. Dobby one. is free. <laughs> Dobby is a free elf, sir. <laughs> Just taking a moment to look at my friends. <laughs> Dead. We could just seamlessly go from Star Wars to Harry Potter and back to Star Wars. Seems perfect. Yeah, I know. There and back. Yeah, same again. universe. Thank you, Anthony Daniels. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think magic is? <laughs> <laughs> that is force. magic. That is core. Uh, hey. Yes. If I top 100. Is it better than Star Wars? Is number than Star Wars. 12. Number 12. Sunset, Sunset Boulevard, Boulevard. approximately three movie unit lengths better than Star Wars. <laughs> three movie units better. According right. to the American Film Institute, elected by a panel of no one. Yes. This is just democratically guys. not democratic. This is, yeah, some weirdos. Which is why we're here to back fix it. Office. We're here to fix it. We are going to fix super it. Super official. We are going to review this bitch and uh, decide whether or not it is better or not better than Star Wars. We're doing the musical of Sunset Boulevard by, with, by Andrew Lloyd Webber, right? So, the, this, this definitely um, was an uplifting movie. <laughs> <laughs> Like okay. Whispered conversation. Now, we have actually, in, tr in all honesty, all of us have admitted, right, that none of us had seen this movie. I, That's correct. No, and I none of the three it. of you, I'm assuming, say that with any shame at all. I never even knew what it was about. <laughs> See, that's the thing. I feel bad for never having seen I'm literally sitting here singing a song from the musical based on the movie. Okay, so what you're trying to say is you, I out know of all of us. all about it. You've and never I seen it. I, I had not. Lately realized until we said we're doing this. Oh, oh, oh my God. I've never watched Sunset Boulevard. I've read it. I've read the play. I've sung the songs in choir. I know that, you know, I've watched the Carol Burnett bits. <laughs> yes. And I've never seen the movie. Hmm. And like you, Mike, yes. I was not looking forward to this no. at all no. because I'm more familiar with. The last shot of the film, which I you, think most people, by are, the way, actually, yeah. can we play that real quick? Everybody just, has just seen, everyone has seen the last shot of this movie because it's been used in so many, whether and, you think you have or not, yeah, you have. it's either been used or lampooned in so many oh, yeah. different properties because of how ridiculous it is. I think we're going to try to play a little bit of this last scene because yeah. you probably just spent the last 10 seconds scrolling. So I don't, <laughs> I don't know, know what happened. It's just like, went good. <laughs> Go ahead and pull it up, Jamie. Because technical uh, difficulties. Pass me that those CBD gummies. Because Jamie, I've seen up, I've seen this end scene <laughs> a million times, but yes. I've never seen the movie. Right, and so being familiar with this end scene, this last, uh, I'm ready for my close up, Mister Demille. It's so over the top. It right? is. So, it is. So I think the expectation from most of us going into this movie was that 
it's going to be like Vivian Lee and Gone with the Wind, <laughs> where wow. Norma is so over the top the whole the time whole that you don't want to open a vein. We're not even getting paid for this. That's called a commercial. Yeah. Here you go. Why did you do it? Oh, this is the whole scene. I'd go to the end if I were you. This is three minutes long. It's yeah. skip ahead quite seriously. Get to the bottom of the stairs. There you go. Yep, she's going down the stairs in fast motion. Oh, Lord. Heavy music. No one moving but her and the guy holding the 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 car headlights. Overacting. Look yeah. at that. Yeah. She's overacting. Even in her the friends. Scene. Her friends are like, oh, yeah. this is so sad. In context, <laughs> she's overacting because her character's overacting. Yeah, she's a silent movie actress. They had to overact. Mill, do you mind if I say a few words? Thank you. She didn't even wait. What a I jerk. I want to tell you all how happy I am to be back in the studio making a picture again. <sighs> you don't know how much I've missed all of you. And I promise you I'll never desert you again. The but eyes. Me, we'll make another picture and another picture. You see, this is my life. It always will be. There's nothing else. Notice the headlights are now behind her on the stairs somehow. That's weird. That's actually kind of... Amazing in a way. Wonderful people out there in the dark. All right, Mr. DeMille, I'm ready for my close-up. And now's where she marches at the camera with her eyes in the, <laughs> the most eyes. like bright of Frankenstein way. Oh, it's so crazy. Twirling the hand around. You've seen this in the camera blurs while she fades right in, and that's the end of the film. <laughs> so crazy. Spoiler. But so that that scene was setting the tone. I'm like, wow, I know all of this story and everything, but this is going to be really hard to watch. See, I, I, didn't I even... like Obi-Wan, yes. was wrong. <laughs> Truth. <laughs> Truth. Yeah. Sunset Boulevard holds up. Dude, that's <laughs> a good really movie, does. man. Holy butts. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good movie. I was surprised when I enjoyed Some Like It Hot as much as I did. Sure. Shoot, right. I was surprised when I watched your first Guilty Pleasure. What the hell was that movie that wasn't Jack Lemmon but oh, felt like it should oh, have yeah, been? Oh, yeah, Seven Year Itch, man. I, yeah, I, yeah, right. I enjoyed that, surprisingly. <laughs> right. This was a damn good movie. This is a damn it good was. movie. It yeah. was. Wow. It was really good. I was surprised. <laughs> Howie? A lot. No. It was a good movie. I like he likes it. Slow. It is it as is it, I expected. I right. mean, it's an older movie, so they move things very slow. And I really enjoyed the story, but there were several times I was just bored. Not okay. only, not only is it an old movie, but you get right out of the gates when you've got the body floating face down in the pool. Yeah. And he doesn't say, I bet you're wondering how I got into this situation. But it's more or less <laughs> right out of the gates. It's a noir film. Yes. Because you've got the guy doing He's the fast the, talking thing, the kind right. of da 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 He's narrating the story. Yeah, yeah the, narrating the, the story. <laughs> the narrating well, the story. Well, yeah. Spoiler. Uh, well, actually, you well, don't you don't know initially. Yeah, you don't know like, that that's him. He's like, but the, then it shows the narrator. him. Right after, oh, I right. thought it said this is how I got there or something. No, no, no. At the, at the very beginning, it's like, 
oh, there's a guy and he's in a pool. Yeah, he's, he's talking like, about himself in like, third person. Yes, in third person because he keeps referring to, you know, oh, and this is just some guy. But he's if you recognize the Goofy, if you recognize him from the Goofy look, it's not going to be three minutes later before you know. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Before you understand. <laughs> but to be honest with you, I was watching this on a small monitor and I didn't initially, I wasn't positive. I was aware that it probably was, but I wasn't yeah. positive it was the yeah. same person. You could that's the that's the genius cuz you couldn't tell. Yeah, his yeah, face is him. really weird even though that shot. Yeah, in the pool. Oh, the right. shot in you the pool that that the Porkins kid was talking about was brilliant yeah. because I wasn't convinced watching it that it was even an actual shot of a dude floating in a pool with people above him. Like I was almost thinking it was some sort of weird like someone on a pane of glass and like it looked like so awkward enough that I wasn't convinced that it was a practical shot, that it was some sort of like camera trick. Sure, right. And the only camera trick is that there's a mirror. Everything else about it, completely practical. He's floating face down in a pool and there's people, cops and cameras above him, but it's so jarring looking because of what the water does to yeah. like flatten out the image that I was just right out of the gates. I was kind of like, well, that's kind of damned amazing, especially for the fifties. Like that is amazing. Yeah. Like it's George it's, it's Lucas, right fifty because you're looking at the, you're looking at the <laughs> contorted like it's not a smile but like a death grin yeah. of a dead guy, right? In the fifties, yeah, right. You know, and it, it, that's kind of amazing. Yeah, there's no blood, like Howie pointed out, yeah, because right. there's not gonna be, yeah, back right. then. But I was I was like, okay, this is doing something to jar me whereas most noir films don't do anything jarring at all you might see like someone do something in silhouette or something like that but you never see anything that's jarring i was like oh that's like a rigor mortis death grin right Mm -hmm. on someone what it was like in the 50s to see that that had to be losing their goddamn mind now a fun fact they were so dumb back then that was not the original first scene Really? The original oh, he, first scene. That's right. <laughs> yeah. The original first scene was in the morgue, and it was one toe tag talking to another toe tag. <laughs> oh, man. That's weird. <laughs> and they meant it to be kind of morbidly humorous. Actually, the original script was a comedy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Norma yeah. was originally supposed to be played by Mae West. Oh, wow. Yeah. Who was a comedic buxom actress, right? Yeah. Right? yeah. Um, so the original scene, even after they shot the film, was supposed to still have more, and there is a lot of humor, and there's a, there's a shit ton of meta humor in this movie. Oh, oh yeah. my gosh! We'll get the levels that, yeah. of meta humor in this film are like unheard of comp- uh, until you get to like modern times. Right? I mean, but, there's yeah, but it was supposed to be a morbidly humorous scene, but the problem was when they test screened it, which yes. J.J. Abrams, they were test screening even back then. <laughs> we all know it's a thing. People laughed uproariously. Like, they thought it was so hilarious that they went, oh, oh maybe we're that was too horrible. successful. Yeah, we, better, right. we better cut that. So they went to the this pool shot. <laughs> yeah. Which I, I, I loved it. I was, Immediately, I, my expectations were subverted. Ryan Johnson. Sorry, I'll quit doing that with Star Wars directors. Um, because I, I just expected this to be as blase as how he was saying it gets at points throughout. Yeah. William Frakes. (laughs) Take that. Wait, that's a Star Trek director. No, but this is great though, because we start with basically the end scene at the beginning Mm -hmm. and then, which is a a very much a noir, a noir trope. Right. To show you, this is where we're going to end up. I'm going to tell you the story, how we got there. How did we get there? Yeah. And then we back up and we find out that, uh, we have 
not so su- successful Hollywood writer, <laughs> right? I mean, he's part of the guild. Yeah. He writes. His car is getting ready to be repossessed. Yeah, That's the like big the, thing. The mob, I guess, sends some goons. Yeah, to like the, 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 bank, the bank pretty much employs the, the repo mafia. <laughs> so he's got to keep moving his car around to hide it so it doesn't right. get repossessed. I love how it's just such a normal blue collar everyday thing that we have reality shows about nowadays. Yeah, right. But in this, it's like this guy in a suit yeah. who's got all these operations to hide his car. So it doesn't get, yeah. because he's got to maintain outward appearances, but his car is his livelihood. Is, yeah, right. He's got to be able to have meetings and go I mean, it's LA, guys. And... Everybody's got a car in LA. Yes. That's what I'm told <laughs> by everybody in the media who assumes I understand. So it's great. He's in this, you know, this two-bit apartment and yep. he's the open, well, not the opening scene, but the next scene after the opening scene is basically him sitting on his bed writing mm-hmm. trying to turn out stories two stories um, a week two yep. stories a week and trying to sell those stories to people who have no money to buy them right right like i love the scene with him and when he goes to the guy who runs the uh restaurant in the sopranos <laughs> guy looks so much like him until he started talking uh and he's like, he's like, you know, hey, just buy the story from blah, blah, blah. And he's, he's like, I got to pay off my car. And the guy's like, are you kidding me? I took out two mortgages last week. <laughs> I got no money to spend. Yeah. And then his buddy on the golf course, or his agent. Yeah, his yeah. agent. He's asking his agent to borrow some money. He's, yeah. Basically, he needs 300 bucks to pay, make his uh, car payment, right? Right. And catch up on bills. Three months and, of car uh, payment. <laughs> yeah, three months of car payment. Yep. Which... Pretty expensive back in the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that is pretty expensive. So, pretty expensive now, depending on the car. Truth. Yeah. Truth. But uh, so, yeah, trying to, to track down this money. And uh, he's uh, visited by the uh, the car repo guys. The, the repo the repo suit mafia. <laughs> the repo suit <laughs> And then mafia. a car chase ensues like you do. Like you do. <laughs> right. Exactly. I, I, stopped, I was working while watching this initially. I appreciated that scene I finished lot. this after work. I, I paused it because I'm like, I want to pay more attention to this. Than, right. But at that scene, I looked over and I'm like, Wait, I missed something. There's a car chase. What the hell is happening? <laughs> this is just a guy trying to pay his car payment, and now there's a chase ensuing. <laughs> what the hell did I miss? So he's actually, I think he's, didn't he get a call, and he's he's supposed to go meet some uh, some people about one of his stories, but then the car repo guys just happen to be out and about, too, and yeah. they see him, and so they start chasing him. Yeah, they're like, there he, he is, that's the fella, and they he was chasing, <laughs> it's the fuzz. He was actually leaving the guy he was trying to sell his story to who couldn't buy it, and he was contemplating all his options, which what was, he was zero. Do. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, he was down yeah. to nothing. Yeah, because so everybody turned light. him down. Yeah, while he was driving, he was doing the contemplating. He stopped at the light, and those guys were on the other side. Stopped yeah. at the light. He's your typical Hollywood mm. writer, a hard-nosed, good-looking leading man who's <laughs> down on his luck and talks like he's super fly. <laughs> he's William Holden, damn it! So and great. it's like, okay, this is the opposite of Hollywood writers now, which are overweight guys who don't shave and smoke a lot of pot. Truth. <laughs> So probably but, that was more true than <laughs> as well. All right, right. Uh, so a chase ensues. He has a blowout. Um, so he pulls into a driveway off Sunset. Yeah, Boulevard. he sees an abandoned mansion. Right, which was owned the in real life. The mansion in this film was owned by the Gettys, the Getty family. You the, know the Bagettys, the Gettys, the Rothschilds, and Colonel the, Sanders before he went can't. tets up. Uh, yeah, so the, the extremely rich family, yes. the Gettys, and also, uh, that didn't have a pool. 
They installed the pool and they prompt Paramount did hmm. and promised to take it back out again if Mrs. Getty didn't like it. But she did. <laughs> ah. So they left it in. But the uh ah, the mansion swimming pool. mansion was used as an abandoned mansion. Apparently it was abandoned because they kept using it as an abandoned mansion because it was also the mansion, the abandoned mansion where all the kids hang out in Rebel Without a Cause. Oh, um, cool. Yeah. Nice. Well, interesting tidbit. Terrible. There. So yeah, he he sees like a rundown. Assumingly abandoned. It right, looks mansion. abandoned. Yeah, he pulls in, yeah. thinks it's abandoned. He finds this garage. I love how he mocks it. In. This is the 1950s. To us, it might as well be the 20s, 30s, 40s, or 50s. You know what I mean? It's and 1950s, so it's barely the 50s. It's barely the 50s, but it's 1950. Yeah. To us, that could be three, four decades long, right? In terms of film culture. But I love how he mocks it. Like he's like, it's one of those ridiculously big mansions built by Hollywood 1920s when everything was yes. big and stupid and ridiculous. And I'm like, oh man. <laughs> back when they're stupid. Yeah, back when they were stupid. I'm like, you guys were still stupid. Bunch of idiots. <laughs> <laughs> we're stupid now, but you guys were like way stupid. Yeah. Uh, so he pulls in the garage. He yeah. sees this giant car over there that obviously hasn't been driven in years. Yeah, just collecting <laughs> dust. Right. Which makes you wonder how Max, down to the mile. how Max gets groceries. Does he have a bike yeah. with a really big basket? Are you kidding me? They've got money. That's true. They have groceries. They, show up. They have people. They show up. They had click list before click list had click list. <laughs> well, he Uber could drive eats. the car. So, mm -hmm. yeah, Uber. But the eats, car man. wasn't being driven. Uber eats. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. He had to clean it up. Yeah. So, uh, so he's. Uh, Hiding the car, basically. He's yeah, he's ready like, to kind of walk away. Here, here, the 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 bank mafia won't find my car here. Right. Yeah. And uh, he's getting ready to kind of just walk home when all of a sudden somebody yells from him, uh, yells at him from, from up from on the terrace through like the roll down bamboo shades. <laughs> I loved it. That's it was so pretty cool. Good. I loved it because I'm like, this is not only tacky in a good way. This was tacky. 70 years ago, <laughs> <laughs> and I think I find it maybe less tacky now than they found it then, which I kind of find kind of amazing. True. Yeah. True. So she's yelling at him. It's about time he got here. Mm -hmm. And uh, so she shuttles him into the house to meet the, the Butler Max. Right? And why not? I've got nowhere to be. <laughs> I, just an internal monologue. Yeah. The, the internal monologue. Yeah. Right. He's like, and you know, he's actually to his credit is kind of honest from the beginning. He's like, I'm not who you think I am. Yeah. He, yeah. He's not a swindler. No. No, no. You would. Th well, I mean, not. He is and he ain't. He's an opportunist. <laughs> he, he's willing to he's, take an opportunity that presents itself. He, but, yeah. I would oh, say he's yeah. willing to take an opportunity that's being kind of relentless. Because <laughs> he's resistant. He is resisting. Yes. Where where she's like, like, she not only wants him to come up, but then Max the butler is like, you know, Madame wants to speak with you. Go up there. And he's like, uh, I'm not even supposed to be. Listen, I'll just take my blah, blah. Madame wants to speak with you. Like, it's so, all creepy. So he accepts it, goes upstairs, tells her the same thing. He's like, look, I'm not what you think I am. Mm -hmm. Um but right out of the gates, right? Yeah. So there's this lady. It's an older lady. Norma. Norma. Yeah. And uh, I don't think he Norma Desmond. Does he recognize her right away? I can't remember. Not right away, but pretty quickly in that first scene when he's getting ready to leave. He turns around and goes, was hey, it, I know your face. Aren't you? Was yes. it before or after the monkey arm fell? That, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> he goes upstairs and he realizes <laughs> yeah. he's in a freak show, right? Yeah. Because this is creepy as balls. <laughs> it's real creepy. I was like, all right, you got me. Movie. There is like <laughs> there is like a blanket on this couch, and essentially she has called for someone to come. <laughs> who help knows? Her. Who knows if this was a recent thing or not? 
I'm not sure how long that chimpanzee corpse has been decomposing or if it's already dried like a raisin. All right. At first, I thought it was like a, a psycho situation where she has her like mother, hus- yeah. ex-husband. Like, yeah, exactly. Just like decomposing skeleton under this blanket. I'm like, oh, Man. God, what is this going to be? Yeah. No, it's Michael Jackson's chimp Bobo. Yes. Which Bubbles. that's the most the, one of the weird things about this, the unintentional meta things about this movie is that, okay, we have not talked about the theme of the movie, so I'm not going to go all the way through it, but br- very briefly, the theme of this movie was explo- ex- exposing the Hollywood exploitation of even its biggest stars. Basically, what happens when Hollywood's done with you? Right. Which was, in some capacity, something people were way less familiar with in the 50s than we are now. I mean, we see we see the Lindsay Lohans go nuts right. all the time. Right. You know what I mean? But this film was probably a major fictional expose for a lot of people back sure. then. Oh, yeah. Okay. So the fact that she's got a dead chimp. What? Right. And we have Michael, we had Michael Jackson yeah. who had his own chimp. Right. right. I'm like, okay, did Michael Jackson want a chimp because Norma Desmond Norma had a chimp? De- yeah, dude. Yeah. All these questions. Because, now. because these she questions. believes she was the greatest actress that ever lived. Right. And arguably, even in the fiction of the film, may have been. Right. In the silent movies. In the silent, silent movie, movie era. Area. Right. But. Did Michael Jackson see this movie and identify with her at a young age and go, that's Makes what you I wonder. need. I need one of those too. Makes you wonder. It's weird. I mean, it's yeah. And I mean, but that, that's the excess of Hollywood, right? Right. I mean, it's these exactly. people that think, I mean, they have this, exo- she has this exotic pet. Put, 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 put. It's not, that was not a commentary on Michael Jackson. He was not, he was barely like, he was barely, he wasn't born when the movie came out. He was born very soon after. But then later, <laughs> is it art imitating life yeah, or life right. imitating art? It's got, that Questions. messes with my head, yeah, man. A little bit, a little bit. In a really but, cool way. Yeah. So, yeah, she got dead chimp. She thinks that he this random is, guy in the driveway is the taxidermist. Yeah. <laughs> or, or mortician a morti- or something. Like, yeah, animal mortician. Because actually, after she They're realizes he's not, not who not stuff him, so. he yeah, is, the actual guy shows or up. Or maybe that was the backup And plan. he's got like a he's got like a kitty coffin, you know. Oh, yeah. It was white. Oh, my and, gosh. Yeah, she had a red. white coffin and uh, like a beautiful. And there was a whole thing about burying it in the backyard. And that's the thing. <laughs> Here's here's one of the beautiful things about this film, especially given the fact that it's 1950s, where usually if there was anything weird, they were going to over-explain it. Yeah. No one explains it except for the main character's internal, mon- internal monologue just guessing or interpreting what he's seeing. Sure. No one ever says, oh, this is my friend Bobo. We're going to do this, that, and this right. because I'm very rich, you see. That's True. never said. It's just him no. going like, you know, the, it's just the chimp was buried in the yard like it was a family friend or blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you're just right. getting his like, hey, guys, I think this shit's weird, too. You're just, <laughs> you're just, yeah, you're just left to believe that the excesses of Hollywood are beyond like, it's like Wee-hoo. anything that anyone in the in, at 1950 might have comprehended, like sure. the average person right. in 1950 would have been right. able to comprehend. Mm-hmm. And it's very obvious she has all the monies. Okay. Actually, well, I, I don't. That's a good point, and I know what Mike's here is saying. I'm on the same page. I'm not positive that that's ever actually true. 
Okay. No, it is. It's it's, it's stated. It's, it's true. It's stated. That's it's, true. It's true, but you question it almost the whole way through the movie. It's yeah. like well, because the it, the biggest thing for me is when he they're going out buying suits. Right, but Truth. like credit right. was a thing, and she's famous. Is she bought trading on her name? But remember, stop. Remember. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mike. I'm sorry. Stop. I'm sorry, Mike. Trample over Mike. It's trample over Mike Knight. <laughs> no. 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 He told me to stop. No. But no. Re- remember, our first exposure to her, right, is a dilapidated. Yes. It's this fall, you know, the, Literally, the mansion. garage doors well, are like okay, broken. Something we did not mention. There's only two people living in this massive yes. mansion. Also true. Max, the but, uh, butler. But also like. You know, as we find out later, like the the rooms are rains pouring in through the yeah, ceiling right. and the apartment over the garage, like yep. it is legitimately dilapidated. So if she had the money that she thinks she has, right. I'm not saying they don't have money, but if she had the money she thinks she has, wouldn't Max be calling out contractors to like fix stuff up? That's, you know what I mean? That's what I would think. So that's, that's what why- makes me think they're actually kind of. He's shoestringing it in some ways to allow her to have the excesses that yeah. she thinks yes. are important. Amen. Yep. That's mm-hmm. exactly. That's how and I she, see it. By the way, ultimately. this conversation that we're having right now is exactly part of what makes this movie really good. Yes, it yeah. is. Is that there's so many different ways to interpret what you're and, seeing. And what's another uh, facet of that is at one point she's telling him that, she, oh, yeah, I own all these properties downtown. And yes. she's yes. telling him all this, all these investments that she's had. And then. At that point, it's like, do I believe that? Right. Yes. Or, is that what or yeah. you question it? Was it? Time. Was it like for me? It was. This was probably true at one point, and the butler's probably been liquidated. And it, again, yeah. we're kind of spoiling a little bit, but you get the trappings pretty quickly. Yes. Has the butler been selling, liquidating yes. all this stuff over the years He's just been, to let her continue to live in this right weird she, reality? So but she also doesn't her. have a lot of outlets. She's. Yes. She's in her house. She's all a the time. Yeah, she's a shut in. Right. So she's a total shut in. Does right. not go out and spend lots of money. So it could be that she is actually sitting on a pretty damn big nest egg. Yeah. It's just, yeah. it's left it's to interpretation. Unclear. Exactly. It's un- it is. unclear. It is. Thank God. Yes. I love it because we're <laughs> having this discussion. That's the, that's, beauty. that's the beauty. And, and what I think modern movies lack nowadays right they it feels like they i got to explain everything yes. it's like no you don't you yeah. don't have to explain yeah, everything. you don't have to play row this for me right <laughs> i just <laughs> relax i don't need to know if she has all the money yes. or if if this is something because it's exactly it's more interesting to just interpret it in the because way you that can you say well the car is really their car is really old and it's been like oh why didn't they buy a new car well because in her mind, this is the best. That the was best. the best car that was available thirty years ago, yes. and it's, <laughs> it's never been made better. Well, yeah, yeah, the yeah, leopard yes. print interior, and, and everybody else is making fun of it, right? Yeah, I mean, to the point that it's it's a point in the movie that oh, the car becomes an actual linchpin, right, of the film. Oh, yeah, believe it or not. a very it's big. Got a, it's got a telephone inside the car, <laughs> even though he's sitting that like freaked me the hell out. Awesome. Like, what are you talking about? Wait a minute. Yeah, that was a thing. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, there were car telephones. You're sitting five feet in front of me, and I've got to use the phone. It's literally two cans on a string. I mean, imagine how long. Imagine, (laughs) imagine the technology, like the limited amount, because it had to be radio frequency. Imagine how limited the bandwidth was. So imagine how much money you had to pay out to get that sliver of available bandwidth. I'm assuming. That in Hollywood at the time, a lot of times with someone, if people were rich enough to have a car phone, it would probably be like, you'll have to wait for an available yeah. <laughs> spectrum. Sure. <laughs> right. Yeah. Something. Whatever that is. 
Yeah. Right. Sorry. There's too many magnets in the car. You <laughs> could you, could you unwind your watch first, please, sir? <laughs> well, and I think it, it shows something about her personality that we're talking about how she thinks that that car, that's the best. That's the best. But and she, she remembers how much she paid yeah, for it. She was stuck yeah. in that, in that era. Yes. And, and when she was on yeah, top. Cause when you added, you added dialogue to movies that ruined movies. Yes. Yes. And, and you she's, know, a, she's from the silent movie. Yeah, and, and everything that is what she had back then, that's the best that we could, we'll ever get. So I don't yeah. need anything newer because this is the best. This is the best. So the point, what it comes down to is he reveals to her that he's a writer, not a taxidermist or a mortician. Right. And he's like, I'm going to get out of this madhouse, crazy crap town, uptown, Motown. His lingo is br- is so stupid that I love it. <laughs> it's so noir film. Like yes, he's just, I mean, okay, granted he's a writer, not a gumshoe. So you could, you could make the argument. Well, a writer might be able to write that crap. Cause in the fifties, that genre was popular. But it's over the top, and I love every word. Right. I mean, well, you know what? The, the funny thing is, is that um, this this is so early on in in film noir, right? That I mean, it's like kind of I don't want to say it's the first, but it's no, like no, no, one no, of the first. No, no, it's not at all. Film noir was like big in the '30s and '40s. Okay, very big. It's that this was a. That's the thing we have to stop and recognize. And I know we're saving all the meta stuff that's in the film. Sure. But from a genre perspective, this film itself in its existence is meta. It's Hollywood doing a meta noir film. This isn't just a noir film. I mean, this is like we've already had all the, all the Humphrey Bogart we can eat at this sure, point. Sure, right. Okay. This is Hollywood doing a noir film about Hollywood. This is the freaking Hail Caesar <laughs> of its day, you guys. <laughs> it really is. Right? That's a good point, yeah. It right. really, really is. And that's the thing where, you know, we're so far removed 70 years later that it's hard for us to understand that, but we can watch sure. it and go, this is a really good film. But then you stop and look at it and go, wait a second. What okay. happened? What came? Before I'm all it, about right? judging classic films in a modern context. Like I don't like the movie Gone with the Wind. I've said it a, a bunch of times, right? But I know a lot of people would fight me to the death on that. It's funny because we might have to watch that later. I know, I know. <laughs> I'm going to suffer through it. Film noir originated but, in 1946. Ni- okay, so just a few oh, years before. Four years. But even then, this is like this is them using that to look through that lens at Hollywood itself. Sure. Right. Which is exactly what Hail Caesar does with more comedy. Sure. Right. You know what I mean? And to look at it through that lens now is to go, oh, even though this movie's legitimately enjoyable and good, it's probably more brilliant than I'm even able to give proper context. Sure. Yeah. I guess my point is that, okay, so. It is fairly early on in that genre of film, but that's fair. Um, you know, I, the, I thought the whole it point. Back further than I mean, kind of going back to the, you know, is she rich? Is she not rich? We're really seeing this through his eyes. Yes, and I like that perspective, right? I mean, that we're we don't really know. You know, we're just and and he doesn't know, right? I mean, yeah, it, he's, he's just, in a madhouse. For for all he knows, he just wandered into a sanitarium, right? <laughs> right. He doesn't yeah. question anything. He just knows. This lady, and I guess we'll get to the next plot point, right? Which is she finds out he's a writer. She's written a, a screenplay. Yeah, she pulls right? a Columbo on him while he's trying to leave. She goes, oh, it's just one more thing. <laughs> yeah, one, one more thing. Yeah, and she turns around and she goes, oh, you're a writer then. <laughs> I have a script. You know what I mean? She's so written a script, right? For the last 20 years, yes. because that's how far she is removed from right. being a, something that mattered. Right. 
she's been trying to develop her great comeback masterpiece that she would be the starlet. Salome. In. Salome. Yeah. I forgot the title of it. I've heard, I've heard of it before. I'm like, oh my God, that's right. Salome. <laughs> and uh, so she's been writing this very grandiose, epic, expensive she, picture. She basically sits them down at her desk, right, in her room. Yeah. And, sits, and there are these just stacks and piles of paper that have been twined together, right? Yes. It looked in, like kind of no yeah, no, there's real, no organization nothing. In, in a room full of like the most ridiculous gilded furniture. <laughs> yeah. You know I mean? He even and mentions like she had the ceiling she had the ceiling brought in from Portugal. Yeah, right. Like she was so rich that no one could understand how rich she was at that point. Right. And right. she had tiles because it was better for Tango. Careful, they're slippery. <laughs> God, I loved it. God, I love the dialogue. So she sits down and she's like, I've got this script and I want you to be basically be my editor and, you know, let's let's finish this script up and we're going to sell it to, you know... <laughs> We're going to sell it to Paramount. She forced- Mr. Cesar B. DeMille <laughs> yeah. will direct. And I'm like, wait a minute. That's an actual director. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, right. now, first, uh, I'll say, you know, Salome, do you, do you know what that's from? Help us out. Okay. Salome was um, in the Bible. Okay. This is what I this? thought. Yeah, because there I are biblical sure. references yes. in the movie. Yeah. This is uh, this yeah. is the wife of... Uh, of uh, uh, Solomon. No. The wife Salome. <laughs> Sal- Wait a minute. No, this is the, is it the wife or the daughter of Herod, right? Yeah. The, yeah, the one who wanted Herod, John the Baptist. Who, yes. Uh, yeah. Who is, da- who, who did her dancing so well yeah. that she got, <laughs> she got the head of John the granted. Baptist. Yeah. So there's almost a meta. If you, I guess if you dig into that, there's yes, kind of a meta analysis there. <laughs> Which That's is great. so crazy. She wrote an entire movie about the the woman who did the dance so well that she got whatever she wanted. I mean, she's yep. men- she's mentioned in this much of the Bible. Oh yeah, like literally, like like offering lines. Yeah. Now, if you watch the greatest story ever told, it's like an hour, but well, that movie's like twelve hours in in people time. So no, that is that's great. I, I was hoping that's who it was. Yeah. <laughs> That's who she's referencing. So this is huge. He even script. talks about how he cut the scene. Well, it makes sense if we go straight to John the Baptist. Then I sat up and I went, oh. <laughs> Yeah, and then she's like, No, I disagree. Yeah. People, people want to see me. <laughs> people want to see me. <laughs> no, they don't. The You're old and a has been. Go away. <laughs> you know what's even great about that is because Salome is like the daughter, right? Yeah. I mean, she's the young. Yeah, she's the young daughter <laughs> the young of Herod the Herod the second or yeah, Herod the young Jr. hot daughter. Basically, yeah. it's her his stepdaughter, right? Yeah, his wife's daughter. From yeah, the previous something relationship like that. or whatever. We're going deep dive exegeting so, right now. I know, but the great thing is that this fifty year old actress wants to play the young, yeah. the young hot babe. Yeah, the princess. <laughs> the princess. As she refers to her, the princess. <laughs> ah, yes, the princess. <laughs> that is. Amazing. Yes. Awesome. She is so off her rocker (laughs) that she doesn't realize, despite the fact that she's in. Now, she's only in what, like her late 50s in this movie, right? I think, well, was just early 50s. Was yeah, it early I would 50s? Say early 50s, yeah. But her mind what may as well be in her mid to late 70s. <laughs> you know what I mean? With also lack of sleep and like alcoholism throughout her since she was 16 when he discovered her. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, so she hires him basically as her, you know, writer. She he's forces hire, force hires, yeah. force hires. <laughs> yeah, she uses That's her true. latent force abilities to hire him because yep. he thinks initially this is going to be like a, a one night deal, right? Yeah. So they put him up in the in the apartment above the garage. Yeah, money well, has no feels, object. He feels sorry for her though. He feels sorry that, for her, but he also goes, "Hey." Max is like, "Oh yeah, she tries to kill herself all the time." <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah, like constant poisoning herself. <laughs> We have it's to like a thing. There's to the no point, locks on the yeah, doors. Yeah, to the point the locks have all been removed. There's yeah. no razor yeah. blades in the house. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but basically, she makes him an offer he can't refuse. She's going to pay him an exorbitant amount of money just sit in her extravagant, falling, dilap- extravagant but dilapidated house. Right. To sit here and rewrite, and he goes, "I, you know, thought I could nail it out in a week." And like right away when he starts, he thought in a week he'd be done. But it ends up he's falling into her madness, so it stretches out longer. Well, longer. I think he realizes, and I think he accepts. Oh, don't click on the, the chip fact. picture. Don't click on the... Oh, oh that is okay. so Why? crazy. I was going to sleep tonight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so basically, no, he comes to the point, yes, he thinks this is going to be a short... Uh, some. Well, initially he thinks this is going to be an overnight job. Yeah, I'm going to whip like a few hundred dollars yeah. cash out of this, so pay he off wakes the up, car. He wakes or up no, the next he, morning. He was going to go somewhere, send a letter to tell him where to pick up the old jalopy. Right. So initially he <laughs> wants to take the papers to his apartment. She's like, no, you can't take my script for my house. Yeah, you got to stay here. So he stays in the apartment above the garage, wakes up the next day, and all, all of his, of his stuff is there. <laughs> is there he, in the room with him? So essentially, Max, yeah, the has creepy quasi German right? butler, <laughs> has real has done the research, found out who he is, where he lives, went and got it, retrieved all his which, things. Which, by the way, he is a writer, but he sucks. Yes. So right away he wakes up, and not only is he confronted with his invasion, the invasion of privacy that a someone's been in the room while he's sleeping, <laughs> b broken into his apartment and taken all of his stuff <laughs> and brought it here, and c may know that he's not all he's cracked up to be. Right. <laughs> and he panics hard and gets mad and lashes out, and that's kind of brilliant because he's not just mad because someone's in the room while he's sleeping. It's like he's literally like, oh. My everything that I'm trying to play up might be in jeopardy, and like it's a, it's actually kind of a complex situation. Well, basically, he likes his freedom, right? Yes. I mean, and, more than and, anything, that's why the car is so right. central. So, but the money she starts throwing around at him, though, oh man, starts becoming mm, more attractive, giving right? him like ridiculous gifts. Wanting him to buy, want to buy him a whole new wardrobe, including a tuxedo. Of well, course, you need a tuxedo. Is, which is one of the great scenes where she takes him out <laughs> shopping, <tails>. right? <laughs> you know, he, he's like, okay, yeah, yeah. They do the whole pretty woman shopping montage. Yeah. <laughs> he, <laughs> she claps the, the necklace thing down on his fingers. And he goes, ow! <laughs> you know, he, he like relents and lets her buy her, but then she's buying him like formal wear. Yes. And that he yeah. has no use for. <laughs> None. Except for New Year's party, darling, of course. Pure gold cigarette case. Yes. Yeah. Engraved. <laughs> Engraved, yes. Yeah. Did you notice the ND on the or card? On the side of her car had ND. I it. did not for Norma Desmond. Yeah, near the door. I didn't oh, notice wow. that. <laughs> Everything monogram was monogrammed. Car. Yeah, monogrammed, expensive <laughs> car. Awesome. That's so Norma Desmond. That, isn't it, though? <sighs> She's so just that way. And then, of course, what ends up happening, they have a fight. He freaks out. He wants to go bunk at a friend's house, meets the friend's girlfriend, doesn't know that Which it's his girlfriend right he away. he had met early in the film. Yeah. Because yeah. initially... 
Well, he had put together some stories and he went to Paramount. He's trying to sell. He's trying and to that's sell the other thing. stories. That's right? the other thing. The brilliance of using Paramount in this Paramount picture. <laughs> yeah. Like, think about how many, especially at the time, how many movie studios would have been like, whoa, 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 we don't want you painting us in a negative light. And it's like, well, we're not. We're painting this person in a negative light. Your company might come off as a little bit of a dick, but an understandable dick. Right. But no, Paramount's like, oh no, hell, throw us everywhere. This is badass. <laughs> <laughs> Just put us everywhere. So he had initially I, met her early in the film. She's like, I like her a lot. I do too. The, the I, I girl, she's the, the chick. Great. She's, uh, she's, uh, I recognize her instantly as the fiance from the absent-minded professor. Oh yeah. Right. With, uh, starring Fred McMurray, which yes. the movie flubber was a remake of. And I used to watch that movie over and over again as a kid. And I totally had a crush on this chick and I've never seen her at, uh, this might be one or two years old, newer, older than yeah, that. Right. But I was like, Oh, she's a brunette. She looks young and. <laughs> like, I was like, I think I had a crush on her my whole life and I've just now come to fruition. No. So he meets her early in the film. He goes to try to sell his script, which is summarily rejected by it's the, like the most. It's the dumbest script. Yeah. And he he pretty much knows that. Yeah. He yeah. knows he's a hack, which is part of the reason he's like, no, go ahead and go there by yourself. I don't need to go in with you. Yeah. You go sell it. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the, exec the executive pretty much tells him no. Yeah. But the assistant. She takes his stuff, and this is who she, this is who he meets at mm -hmm. you know later in the film, right? Yeah, and she's like, "Hey, I've been trying to get a hold of you, and I think there's something here. There's a story, and I want to try to work it with you. Let's and, rewrite it. Let's let's right. Hollywood this up some, right? Yeah." And he's like, he's resistant at first, but then he they start working together, and he's doing this in secret. Yes. At night, like he's like after Norma goes after to Max bed. cleans up the old car, yeah, he's taking the car out at night and then lying to her about oh, I'm going for walks. I went to the beach. You know, yeah. I'm not a prisoner here, am I? Right. Of course you're not, dear. But this whole time, but Norma is. <laughs> is very, very quickly falling in love with yes. him, or at least whatever her approximation her version of, yeah, of all. Yeah. And she's been married three times at this point. Yes. She's had three, <laughs> uh, two and a half unsuccessful marriages. <laughs> Good call. Good call. Yeah, Spoiler right. alert. Uh, but yeah, like she's, and so she just is immediately, as soon as there's a man around, that's not Max. Right. She's madly in love with him. <laughs> and eventually she gets wind that he's spending time with this other woman. So she starts making really creepy, mysterious phone yeah, calls to her going, right. like trying to basically paint him in a bad light. This is a great scene. Normally I hate scenes like this where someone walks in on someone else committing, like lying or something, and they just stand there and let it happen. I hate that. Normally, I'm like, people don't just come in and go, well, let's see how this plays out. You know what right. I mean? That's, but in this case, I love this scene. Yeah. He walks in, Norma's laying on the divan or the bed or whatever. <laughs> I'm just assuming it was a, a divan. I'm just playing the odds at this a, point. It's a sail ship. Her bed, her bed is a <laughs> Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. And so and she's on the phone with this other girl who yeah. is starting to fall, also fall for him as they've been working together every yes. night, even they though she's engaged to his friend. Yes, <laughs> right. It's all very Hollywood complicated, which is another meta fun no, part of this film. No, it's great because yes, he he sticks. She loves him. He doesn't necessarily love her, but, but he, he likes the situation. He's infatuated with her, right. Quite a bit. He likes the situation, but his heart is really with the girl, right? Yeah, the, the writer. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, he's he his heart's well. I don't know what his heart really is, and I think that's part <laughs> that's of the character true. is that that's he doesn't true. know what his heart wants. Right. He's infatuated with the girl. He's. Ex- reluctantly accepting all of the perks that come with Norma, who he's also been starting to accept the after initial rejection and she tried to kill herself, maybe. Yeah, right. He's been accepting her romantic advances and being basically letting her be his sugar mama. Yes. But this young girl he's infatuated with. And so he's in a situation where he's just kind of playing both ends because he doesn't look at either either as a permanent thing. Even though that's although that's it's kind fair. of funny, yeah. he really doesn't seem to care. Well, you don't know, but he doesn't seem to care too much about his friend. Yeah, his he feels bad. He does feel he, bad because he, well, he talks about how more he feels than, bad about, it, but that's not going to stop no, it. Uh, no. Right? There's more than one time he's like, "Just go meet him," because he's off on a shoot in the desert. Yeah, good. Just Arizona. go to him. Take your temptation right. away from me because <laughs> I'm a bad person. And. uh and so basically, yeah, Norma's laid out and she's making these horrible, creepy phone calls to the girl going, has he told you where he lives, who he lives with? He doesn't live with family, you know, all friends. <laughs> like she's just being like the total like creepster. And he's just standing there. He walks in and he's listening to this. But then what he does is badass. He goes and he snatches the phone out of her hand and rather than hang it up, which I feel like would be totally typical of movies that time or any time. Right. He grabs the phone, picks up the receiver, and says, "Yes, it's me. You want to know where I'm at? Come to this address." Yeah. And he basically just stares daggers at Norma yeah. and <laughs> just like, "All right, you want to play it? I'm gonna play it harder." Biatch. Yeah. <laughs> and so she shows up at the house, not knowing what the hell's going on. Her friend drops her off, and she walks into this just cuckoo right. crazy madhouse. Right. <laughs> And has no idea why she's there, what his situation is. She's already told him that she's kind of she falling for him knows, despite being right, engaged with this other dude. Right. She just knows that she's falling for him, so she's gonna go, she's gonna find this out so she can resolve this in her own. And mind. he gets he gets kind of heartless about it because how do you do this? How do you play this against Norma? But also give Norma what she wants to make sure that she's unhappy with what she's getting, despite the fact that it's what she wants. So basically, he's maintaining control. He's not completely abandoning one for the other. Yeah. He's setting it up and going, this is how it is. What are you going to do about it? More or less, he's saying it to the younger girl. Yeah, right. But he's but he knows Norma's listening from up above. Yeah. And he's saying it to both of them. Yeah. He's I'm going to lay it out. He's pretty much what saying. What are you going to do about it? Yeah, he's pretty much saying, you know, hey, this is my situation. And that, again, you know, you this is take brilliant. It or leave it. This is brilliant. I don't care what era you're in. Writing has not gotten better from this point where he's not just talking to one of them, even though he's talking to the younger one. He is literally saying every word he's saying to both of them. Sure. And there's not like it's not like he's looking up or anything. It's not revealed until the end of the scene right, that she's, that up, she's there. up there listening. Right. But it's obvious because you're sitting there going, why is he being such a... D- Oh, yeah. right. <laughs> because he's taking control away from well, anyone. Well, yeah, other he's, than he's also, I think he's also on top of that, making it so that that one girl says has no option exactly. other than to leave. Exactly. He's also once again, like we mentioned, trying to make her push herself away. He doesn't. Right. So she he can see how much better the other guy is than right. her. So he doesn't drag her into his crazy world with him. Or, so he's also or, kind of sacrificing yeah. in a way. In well, a way. in a way, because in a way, I, you know, the thing of it is, is if she chooses him, I think he would have been fine with that too. Right. Yeah. If she decided, no, I'm going to double down on this he madness, just wants, you wacko crazy he guy. He just doesn't want the responsibility <laughs> for it. He's um, like, he, yeah, 
He's yeah. like, if you want to join the the, the which, wackadoo show over here, yeah, come which, on in. Which is which is a high road and a dick move at the same yes. time. It's it's yes. passive aggressive. Yes, but at the same time, given how Norma was crisscrossing it, you got to look at him and go, "What's the damn play?" <laughs> He's like, "All right, your life's better over there, but if you want into this, we'll figure it out, maybe." But guess what? I like getting all this free stuff, maybe. But. You yeah, know, dude, like, like you don't know if any of it's real, but I you're know. Gonna, like the I'll, thing I'll is, with it. yeah, you don't know don't if know any of it's real, but he's also he being completely honest. Yes, he's being honest, but I don't know if he really feels what he's saying, even though he knows it's kind of true. He's not leading anybody on, but yet he might be leading people on. That's great because you don't. It's not that you're not getting it as the audience. It's that you're like. I, as an audience member, you're going, I don't know that he knows. I think he's moving his mouth and letting whatever comes out be reality. And the thing that I love about that is that I know people, I've known many people in real life who truth is only defined by the direction that their lips flap. <laughs> Nothing, there's no truth in their minds until it's already out of their mouths, and then sure. they're going to double and triple and quadruple yes, down right. on it. Until it's the truth. And right. so the fact that he's doing this because he's in a situation that is like, uh, I mean, come on, this is a no-win situation. <laughs> right. And he's like, you know what? F it. I'm going to spike the damn ball. Oh, <laughs> and I, <Right>. I, I <laughs> loved this scene. And I, I should, in any other movie, I would have hated it. Because I'm sorry, writers just aren't that smart. Yeah, no, I I tend was, to agree with you. It was the buildup. It was it was so organic and everything. Yes, kind of clicked at that point. Yeah, yeah. So well, yeah. And from this point, everything's been happening to him. Yes, you're <laughs> yeah. right. He's he's been trying to like. Well, I'll play this part. Well, I'll do this. I'll I'll, I'll play this against this. But in reality, the truth of the matter is, no matter what he believes. Reality's just kind of pinballing him around. Yeah. Yeah. And he's just Getting going manipulated with it. left and right by Norma. Yeah. He's being manipulated by by Norma and just chance. Mm -hmm. Yep. And this is the first time where he just goes, F it all. <laughs> but he acts like he's not saying F it all. He's acting like this ain't no thing. So basically the the girlfriend, the the writing partner, whatever, she's just like very attractive. She's by like the way. shell shocked, right? She I love it. She's like, I was never here. I never got those phone calls and I was never in this crazy house. Yeah. I'm just like, and you know what? Hell yeah. This stuff's cray. <laughs> yeah. It's better off out. if you get hella crunk and wake up forgetting everything. She was, she was still kind of wanting him to come at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think so, but... It, well, it, actually, she even says right then, she goes, go pack your bags. Yes. Because she she thought that she... Yeah, I've I never thought, been again, in this house. Go pack your bags. Yeah, so. I was never here. This never happened. This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Also, go pack your coming with me because... That's another brilliant move because she wasn't a damsel in distress. No. She no. seems she starts talking and you think she's panicking. You think she's going, I'm I'm gonna reject all of this because I can't handle it. But then she says, Go pack your bags, which is again, this is brilliant because and she knows she's taking charge. She's going, gonna say, I'm gonna rescue you because right. I can tell that this is bull crap and you are in over your head. Well, and on top of this, I mean, on a deeper level, she understands that, you know, this guy is possibly her future too. Could he's, be. He's the guy that's going to help her go to the next level in her profession, right? I yep. mean, and so, also she loves him. There's all kinds of subtext here. Yeah. I mean, it's really great. God damn, this is good. <laughs> so, you know, she realizes he's not going anywhere. She she's like her roommate's waiting for her in the driveway, right? right. She's she driven and so she goes out 
And uh, then I'll, I love what would they pull up? You want me to go in with you? No, I'll be fine. She's probably regretting that the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want you to win in with me. Yeah. So then that's when then it's revealed that Norma's up above listening and to then the whole thing. And you're like, conversation. oh, because he's been saying the whole thing he's been saying to the girl about Norma is like, I'm living here because more. I'll paraphrase, but she's my sugar mama and I like getting rich things. And that's the only reason I'm here. He's being <laughs> like a dick so. to chase her away. But he's also saying, all right, Norma, this is how you want to play it? Right. Here's the truth. Right. So Maybe. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the truth is, I'll stick around. I'll play your game. And this is the only reason I'm here, because he knows she's listening up above. Right. And so he goes up, and she's like, what did she say? Was she thanking him for staying? I can't remember what she said when he right when he went up the stairs. Yeah, because, yes. Like, she, oh, thank you. Yes. She didn't care. No. She, she was didn't like, care that he doesn't love her. She just like, doesn't want to be without him. You chose me. You chose me. He That's doesn't even look at her. Like, this is the quintessential cold shoulder right, right past her into the bedroom. Right. Oh, right. man. And uh, so, okay. So she thinks he's staying, that he's made his decision. He's staying put, right? Nope. This is when it's revealed. He has no intention of staying. He was nope. making sure he chased the other girl off so that she takes the right path. And now he's just going to start over. Go, yep. go back to Ohio. Yep. 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 He starts packing <laughs> his bags. She go, he goes into his room and he starts packing the bags. And oh, no. Oh, no. She, did, she's like, I'll kill myself. I'll, I'll take my own life. Do you think I was joking about the pistol? Here. And then she runs out. And I love this. I love how so she runs. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. She runs out to get the pistol that she already threatened to kill herself with. To, and I'm like, when she comes back. I want her to be holding this pistol like it's the most... Dis I, I literally had this thought. Like, I don't want her to be holding it like she's ready to shoot it. Right. I wanted to, her to hold she it like was. she's never held she's a pistol in her life. And she hands. does. She's like, she runs back and she's, she's holding it like it's a puppy that just came out of its mother's <laughs> vagina. She's got it in both hands held open and up like, I don't know what it's going to do, yeah. but it's covered in goo. Like, like, like she's never looked at it before, right. you know, no, except the, for glass. The, the gun actually wasn't covered in goo. No, but, no, yeah. but like that's she's holding it yeah. like it's disgusting. Yeah. But look, see here it is. Here, here I would have done it. You know what I mean? I'll do it if you leave me. Oh, oh I man. at this point now at this point, this is where it finally happens in the movie where Norma is officially completely cracking. She's cracking a little bit the whole time, but this is where it be, starts becoming that last scene performance that we were worried that was going to be the whole film. Right. And it's not. She shows range through. All these Amen, scenes. Brother. Amen. God mm -hmm. bless her. She was so much better than I would expect a leading oh, starlet yeah. to be in a film like this back yeah. then. And, uh, oh, she was phenomenal. And this is the point, though, where she's becoming gone. Yeah. I mean, it's the, mm -hmm. it's the you know, kind of cock your head a couple times. Like, there's things snapping in her brain. Yeah. like Yeah. Her <laughs> brain's like, her brain's making her got neck. The, got that right. twitch. Yeah. yeah. She's twitching. Her <laughs> eyes have got the, like, 90-yard stare, it's, it's no matter final, what. It's the final speech he gives her. Because, I, I mean, we missed a, a pretty big part. Oh, that's of, true. Where the she, reveals. She drives onto the movie lot to see her old friend Cecil DeMille. Who is an actual oh, yeah, director right. who plays himself. Played by Cecil DeMille. Played right. by Cecil B. DeMille. Because she kept getting calls from uh, his movie studio. Yeah. His, his assistant. And, <laughs> yeah, she his believes. Assistant, they realized it wasn't that they wanted her in a movie. Right. It's that they wanted to use her car for a They wanted uh, to rent her car. Yeah, she basically. thought they wanted to buy her script yes. and make the film. Yes. 
But in reality, they just heard that she had this creepy old car that they thought would be great for a period film. <laughs> so they yeah. wanted to literally borrow her car. <laughs> rent rent and, it. And, they wanted to rent it. But here's the Joe, thing. It's a, it's Joe, a, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Joe finds out that she's always talking about all this fan mail she receives. And he finds out, like, Max, who Max, we find Max out the butler. Yeah. Who's her like ex-husband? Yes, he he oh, reveals that, that so creepy. <laughs> he reveals that he's been the one he discovered her at the age of sixteen. He directed all of her films, despite her the fact that she, her early right. films, uh, like he and then the big drop, bomb drop at the end of that scene is he's also her first, first husband. Husband, so and there's now her butler. been her butler ever since. Oh my yeah. god, and he's, and he's he the is one writing all of her fan mail. Her. He's yeah. writing all of her fan mail to let her continue to live in this. Fantasy, fantasy yeah that she has and he's been the, because he can't stand to see her face reality right and and the the before we get into that well he doesn't that, want her face reality yeah in a lot <laughs> of ways he doesn't you're right but uh but before we get into that that speech that he gives that uh that what what's the main character's name god dang it joe, joe that joe. joe gives her i want to go back to that scene joe at gives. paramount because we did we skipped over that yes yeah, right that is an important scene because at this point you don't know if norma desmond is full of crap or not right but then they get on to paramount of course the guy at the front of the lot do you have an appointment to see mr demille i don't need an appointment and she looks over and she sees the old guy working in the security yes right <laughs> remembers him by name calls him out and he remembers her from yep. the old days oh yep. no oh, she Ms. doesn't desmond. need an appointment because yes, this guy's right. security he doesn't realize that no one wants to talk to her she was the biggest starlet of his day right yeah they wave her through. The studio's there. She walks on to set where Cecil B. DeMille playing himself is actually directing a that film that, great. that he was <laughs> actually, the head. That he was no actually directing was actually at the time. Right. He's directing Samson and Delilah, which is a Cecil B. DeMille film that, that he was working on at the time of this fantastic. movie being shot. Not only that, they wanted the lead actress in Samson and Delilah. Oh, I had her name a minute ago. Oh, you can go. Doesn't you know, even matter. They wanted her to actually be in the film because at one point he tells Norma to sit in his own in, in the director chair and she has a seat. And of course, the light guy up above on the catwalk's like, "Hey, remember me?" and turns the light on yeah, her for like, no Let's reason. Put the light where it to belongs. make it nice and dramatic, yeah, right. right? But the originally that scene was supposed to ask the actual leading actress from Sanson and Delilah, right, to give up her seat to let her sit down. And that actress wanted twenty five thousand dollars to play her, which was like two hundred fifty thousand dollars back then, or compared to now, right? Sure, right. And so they're like, "All right, well, let's just use her chair with her name on it." And then their, her lawyer said, "Yeah, that'll cost you ten grand." So then they're like, "All right, Cecil B. DeMille, just give her yeah, his chair because we don't need right. to spend that extra money." But that's how much meta meta humor and Easter eggs, right? Easter eggs. I know. In a, in we're a going film into this old, film in right. the nineteen fifties. I mean, we we find out later on. Oh, before I okay. Let me let me get not get ahead of myself. The important part of that scene is that everybody in the room filming Samson and Delilah Knows who she is is slowly going, "Hey, hey, that's that Norma, Norma Desmond? Desmond. That's Norma Desmond. That's Norma." And you see, they all are right. gigantic fans all the of actors her. Actors and actresses are like because I it's grew up Hollywood. Her. Right. It's internal Hollywood. They right. all know who she is. Right. Would the average person in the street know who nope. she is? Yeah, just like the the security guard. But no it's suddenly she's like the her fantasy is uh is Realized. validated. Yeah. Validated a right, hundredfold right. in that room, which does not still, even right. though it's more real reality than her being shat, cooped up in her mansion, it's still not reality, reality. Right. And it's funny because at some point Cecil DeMille, 
he's like, is she here because of that stupid ass script she sent? Yeah, why is you know? she here? And they're trying to. <laughs> he's figure making it phone out. calls, going, "Why that?" And he's they like, figure, oh, he's it's the like, car. they're like, "Go call the front office, figure this out." And then he gets the call that it's about the car. Mm-hmm. And at that point, he could have told her the truth, yes. right? But even Cecil DeMille lets her down easy and strokes her ego a little bit. At well, the same even time. leaves he, leaves her. He leaves it open ended. Yes, that they're still going to make the because film. he's got to go direct this movie. He doesn't want to deal with the conflict. I kind of basically he's I like, don't blame I gotta, him. Basically, he's like, I got to deal with this film first, but we'll talk, honey. Yeah, we'll talk. No, no, he doesn't say honey. Well, not honey. He but. says young fellow <laughs> oh, because yeah, this right. is another piece of meta humor from the film. The actors who played Norma uh, uh, Norma Desmond right. and Cecil B. DeMille had made pictures previously together. And he always called her young fellow. <laughs> and she always called him Mr. DeMille, even though everybody else called him like CB. Oh, yeah. Like that was right. his, that was everybody called him CB and she called him Mr. DeMille on purpose <laughs> as an awkward, like familiarism. Sure. And that's why he called her young fellow, which they included for her in character there, right. in this movie. Right. This movie's full of stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever that's, heard of anything from around that no. time that's full of this kind of stuff? No. You know, no. so let's jump back to the big reveals when Max is in, you know, in the garage telling him that he's the one writing the fan mail and stuff like that. Right. So he says he was the director of her first films. Earlier in the movie, we're in her personal movie uh, viewing theater yeah. that she's got, like a big rope that you basically, pull. And basically, painting her living and, room. Yeah, yeah. You pull up a rope, and there's the a painting screen. moves, and there's a projection <laughs> screen, right? And they're watching one of her silent. Joe and Norma are watching one of her silent films, <laughs> yeah. and she's getting all flustered and stuff like that. That movie was actual that she's in yeah. was actually directed by the actor who played Max who, played Max. who <laughs> says he was the director of all her early films later in the movie that's great man. I, that's a, I I mean those little yeah and what? who would have known that's so brilliantly they didn't have woven to together. do that no. you know what i mean but why not why not why not <laughs> <laughs> why not that, the movie's full of stuff like that so yeah okay so bring us all the way back to the present that Garrett was talking about at this point, when Joe has chased off the young girl, Joe's packed his bag, he's packing his bag, he's walking out. He's like, you know what? Before I leave, I'm pulling back the curtain because you're living in a fantasy land, yeah. more or less. And he yeah. lays it into her. He's like, do you want to tell her, Max, or should I? He's been writing all your oh, fan mail. Man. No one knows who you are. Like he just drops all the bombs that the whole movie. You could argue that she probably thirty percent knows New. all of yeah, this, right? But because she's not, she's protected by Max. Right. She's never had to hear it from someone. So I don't think and it's she's the, never wanted to have to deal with. It. Yeah, I don't think it's the truth that breaks her because she's she knows the truth. That's what she's running from. Yes. I think it's why the, she doesn't leave her house. I think the fact is that it's there's someone who's willing to say it. Mm-hmm. That just snaps her. And that's why she goes and gets the gun. And she's holding the gun like it's poisonous, right? right? And and he's just going walking out of the house, and she's following out of the house, begging him not to leave. And then panics, and she's like, and he's just like, shoots him straight in the back. The, I was gonna say he's out the door. She's Three like, times, walking no, toward the pool, the new this pool. Happening, yeah. <laughs> Two times Two in, in the, the back, back and one, one in the front. Yeah, he, oh. she shoots him in the back. He stumbles. He starts to move forward a little bit. Like now, this like, wasn't like, necessarily great acting. No, but this is straight up Hollywood drama at the <laughs> exactly. time. He he doesn't acknowledge that he's shot. He just tries to keep Keeps walking going. forward, but but stumbling. Shoots him again. He starts to tumble, turns around, and then boom, right in the chest. 
spins around and into the pool. Well, we really don't know where he got shot, really. Yeah, because there's no actual, there's <laughs> no, no like blasting caps or anything <laughs> like that. <laughs> there should have been. There we need an edit. Been. We need to release the release the blasting cap. Edit. <laughs> do the rated R version. <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. The rated R and it's in the the, <laughs> the 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 blood is in color. We'll put blood. In yeah, the, and basically no. that yeah. brings you up to the beginning of the movie. Well, that brings us back to where, where we he started. is narrating his own death. Yeah, basically. basically he's already dead. He's narrating it. You know, like Clarence is next to him. Right, <laughs> he just got his wings uh, twelve years earlier. <laughs> but uh, but uh, yeah, like the the best part is in a lot of noir films, you get that you get back to that first shot last. And then it's going to wrap up really quickly. This movie has another 10, 12 minutes to go. You get like everybody standing around taking photos and he starts talking about how like they went to the pool and got a couple of like hooks and fished yeah. him the out next trying morning. not to damage the flesh too <laughs> much. We it's don't graphic. know how long we don't know how long he's been in that pool. He's been floating there since the night before, yeah. since the middle of the night. Right. Yeah, so he's been in there for hours. 8 yeah. hours maybe. Yeah. So all the cops are there. All the press is showing up because, and he's narrating. all. So it's a hot ticket. The old aging Hollywood starlet's gone mad and killed a young lover. You know what I mean? So everybody's packed. And it's into di- the, house. In the whole time. It's he's saying it's disgusting. It's gross. But this is what sells. This is what you want. So everyone's he's, he's pretty much indirectly lecturing the audience at this point. Everyone's packed into the house. This includes police, the press. And her friends, right? Yeah, her, her friends, friends are there. What couple she has. Right. That's another thing in the movie. You think she's got a lot more. Yeah. Uh-uh. Yeah. So no, there's there's great scene with the card game, right? Yes, the they were playing gin. Yeah, where they're playing gin with like two or three of her, you yeah. know, her well, friends from the, the silent movie era. Yeah, and then oh well even more, the big New Year's Eve party that she talks about. <laughs> and there's nobody there. Nobody there. It's just for her and, yeah, and it's Joe. It's just for her and Joe. <laughs> then Max is playing the organ or whatever. No, no she had a band. She, she had a band. band. Yeah, she, she had the band, right? Yeah. So I, the the house is packed, you know. She's basically coming down the staircase, right? Yeah. And well, that's uh, the thing. They're up. They're asking her rather than taking her downtown and asking her. They're just letting her sit at her makeup table. This is where we get pretty Hollywood. Yes, about it. and they're talking. Yeah, like why'd you do it? Why'd you do it? What was your motive? Was he young? Blah blah. blah. She's not answering the questions. The guy's just rapid firing the questions for the police. You know, blotter. This is where Max steps in, right? And and, and they look over at like she's she she looks at. Max steps in. She looks. She goes, Max, and he goes. The cameras are downstairs, he, waiting he, for you, madam. He paid for two cameras to come in. Yeah, he's got like he's got a small camp film camera crew, yes. in addition to all the press with their you know yeah. their their flashbulb cameras and stuff. I think around. he's having to come to Jesus moment. He's like, he's, this has got exactly. to, that we've got to deal with this now. I'm Brilliant. not going to get her out of this house. Brilliant acting from him. Yeah, because yeah. the character in modern shit writing would have been he freaks out and you know it tries to adhere or or gives you know and no he's gonna make this as delicate as possible and dignified to, for in her. a dignified for her in a way that if you look at the actor's face while well, he's because now he's directing the film now she thinks yeah. it's Cecil B DeMille even though he's nowhere on site right she's gone she's lost she's murdered a dude. But he says the cameras are, are, are downstairs waiting, madame. And she's like, the cameras? Which, by the way, if you've watched 30 Rock, the way that Jenna says camera <laughs> is directly yes, from sir. Norma Desmond. I'm so, it's it's, it's also great. amplified. But she always, no, Jenna, Jenna never says camera. The whole series, she always says camera. camera. Um, so... Basically, and and the cops are confused. The detectives—they look over. They look over. They're trying. Why won't you get a straight answer from them? They look over at Max, and Max just, with his eyes, looks down at her with just the most subtle facial expression. And you see the cops and like, oh, 
she's lost it. Yeah. She can't right. answer our questions. Right. She's not in reality anymore. And, there, and the, none of this is said. This is yeah. the 50s. I know, man. This none is of this stuff. is spoken. This is good stuff. Yeah. I mean, most of the time back then, your camera operators couldn't even get an angle that would allow an actor to express this kind of thing. Right. And it's done brilliantly. So then it's, yeah, he goes down the stairs. There's press everywhere. They're, they're littered across the stairs. They're up on the balcony and everything. He goes down and he sits there and he basically quiets everyone down and calls for action. And she comes in. She's got her makeup done. She walks. She's like, and she's gone. She doesn't know. She's she's acting, and then about halfway she's down, in she Salome. stops. She's in Salome. Yeah. Well, at the top, she goes, what's the scene? <laughs> and she's like, you're entering for the dance or whatever. She's like, right. ah, yes, the princess. <laughs> she's gone. And everyone halfway down, everyone there is confused. Yeah, no idea what's except going on. Except for Max, right. who is not saying a word to any of them. He's not acknowledging any of them. He just sounds quiet. And he, t- he get, tells the cameras, ready, action. And she starts coming down the stairs. And the look on his face. Right. It's like, this, my life's work, my marriage, because he was her yeah. first husband, right. and all this is amounting to this. This is nothing. This is absolutely nothing. But it's all my life's work will amount to. If And if that, if all of that only means allowing her to ex- escape with internal Dignity, internal, because sure, right. there's no dignity in any of this. Right. But if she believes it's dignified, then that's the best I can do, and I'm going to do it. And the face, the face on this man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah, it's he's very stoic. Pain. He's yeah. A, yeah, he's stoic, but he's in so. It's the least stoic he's been the whole film. Yeah. Because of True. how much pain he's in. Right. Right. Oh my. So then God. she gets about halfway down, and then she's then she breaks character in Quotey Fingers, right? And that's where the monologue we played right. earlier. And comes then she in. starts. Uh, she's thanking everyone who's there, and she you. here's the and thing. I'm back. She's she's breaking I'll the never character. Never leave you again. She's breaking the Princess Salome character. Right. But now she's in, it's in truth, she's in the most exaggerated Norma Desmond character. The <laughs> right. fake Norma Desmond yes, right. in the fantasy land. Now she's, I just want to thank all of you. This means the world to me. It's just, she's allowed to completely exit reality permanently. Right. Yeah. She's checked out at that point. Yeah. <laughs> and because that's what she's being allowed to do. And right. he knows that. He's at the bottom. He's looking at her as if, as if maybe even he's not sure if she knows that she's con- like, if some part of her consciousness knows, okay, it's safe to ignore reality from now on. Like some <laughs> small part of her, like, cause he's facilitating it. Mm-hmm. He knows she's gone, but there's, there's, again, this is where that discussion could be had. How much of her is like, yep, I don't have to face the music. I'm going to just, ignore any reality from here going mm-hmm. here forth because she just that's when she breaks character to go even further into character sure wow. right <laughs> <laughs> and i've seen this oh, over and over God. and over again and it's so overacted and so dumb but now that i've right. seen the whole film i get it yeah right mm-hmm. it's great it's a great movie i was uh i was pleasantly surprised yes yeah I, uh, yeah me too yeah. I liked it I've, way more than I, I figured expected, I was going to be thoroughly bored the whole time. I kind of did and too. The the story and the acting, the writing, it's all fantastic. Yeah. yeah. The only thing that I you know, it's 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 a period it's noir, it's, it's got noir pacing. And yeah, that's not it's, well, everybody. it's got 50s noir pacing. Yeah, well, even <laughs> well, Wait a minute, wait a minute. Have you ever seen The Man Who Wasn't There? 
Uh, no, because that's '90s noir pacing by the Coen Brothers, and it is the slowest noir yeah. pacing I've ever seen. Yeah, but and, it's emulated. And I, uh, someone with ADD, struggles with these types of <laughs> movies. So, <laughs> but that aside, it was still a fantastic movie. I, I agree with you. I like faster paced stuff too, but I'm willing to accept a slower paced film like this when it grabs my attention. And this had my attention the whole time. Yeah. I don't think there was any portion of this film where I was checked I, out. I paused the movie to finish. I had it playing in the background while working on some stuff, and I said, no. I have to watch I this. want to focus on right. this. Yeah. The, what? You know, the funny <laughs> thing was is I was the same way I was working. Yeah. And I'm like, no. I, I stopped working to just totally watch Well, see, film. Mike, I have responsibilities, so I paused the movie and <laughs> finished working, <laughs> and I then finished I, the movie afterward. It well, was slow, Some but of us have it, better I, jobs. I really others. think it needed to be, because there was a lot of facets in there that really I guess develop the characters and yeah like the that's the thing is just, I don't know that you could I don't know that you I would change a thing right yeah I can't think of that's what I thing. would cut out because everything I it was a extremely I, tight script the only it was yeah hours long right the only complaint that I would even attempt to level at this film would be I mean, uh, granted, it gets a it gets a few subtle passes because it was the fifties. Not a lot, because I again, I feel like classics should be looked at through a modern lens because classics, by definition, should define cultural changing by to some degree. But the only thing that I would complain about, I would complain about about almost almost all movies from this time period. I hate the score. Yes, yeah, that's oh, a good point. Yeah. I hate the score because yeah. back then it felt like. You didn't have the artists that we have now who sit down and watch the cuts of the movie and actually try to match sure. the flow and everything. Right. It's just like, oh, it's dramatic now. Lots of high string, 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 string. Oh, mm -hmm. oh, now it's like a happy scene. Lots of flutes, 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 flutes. And it just drives me nuts. I would rather there be I'd rather no than play the instruments and say the word. Especially though. as everything's in mono. <laughs> What's that? Everything's in mono and like squealy. So yes. It hurts my ears. <laughs> yes. It's also not the highest fidelity recording, even no. at the time. Sure. So it's, it's that I find very distracting. And actually, one of the things I hate when modern movies try to emulate that, it's very rare. But every now and then it happens and I immediately go, nope, done. That's something we move past for a reason. You know what I mean? I, uh, and, and, and this is something that bled even into the, into the early 60s television genre mm -hmm. and there are shows that i want to like because i like the actors in movies too that i literally like i'm i can't Brady bunch the soundtrack is so yeah <laughs> you got all that bass picking bass um seinfeld i can't like well, even more slap bass there uh slapping the bass slapping the bass man but the soundtrack is just so grating However, as we discovered right before we started and the music that we used at the beginning of the podcast, Andrew Lloyd Webber, when he did the musical version of the story, took that music and made it good. So if you're interested, for whatever reason, you want to go listen to like, because it, it picks up that 50s feel, it but it makes it orchestral, yeah. orchestral much better. Right. Well, the, the soundtrack is actually on the AFI's top 100 film scores. Oh. At number 16. Oh, my God. I'm not sure. I, would I don't know how, but it's there. The I mean, actual film score is number 16? For yeah, the time, it was probably pretty good because... Yeah, I suppose. The, yeah. The, like, the opening music is unique. 
enough. It's just all of the scene to scene music that annoys the piss out of me because it all just feels so. It's like there's four songs that Hollywood just used in yeah. every scene for every kind of movie. Of yeah. And that got out of my nerves, but that's literally something that's all there was. That was almost completely unavoidable at the time. I mean, you had to get into like Ten Commandments territory to get anything more unique than that, you know, or like Exodus, uh, you know. So yeah, and, I, I, I give it a pass on that. I brought up the picture of the the monogram. Uh, oh yeah, the doors. Door, ND. There yeah. you go on the car. Sure enough. So you guys ready for the big question? Walk us through it, Garrett. Oh, here we go. All right. So as always, we're going to rate this in with the same criteria the AFI rates mm -hmm. these movies. Okay. So. But more Here, impartially. Number one, was it feature length? Yes. Was yes. It over 60 I'd, minutes long. Yes. Okay, yes. yes. How Way long was this? I got to ask because hour I didn't even. 50 something. Okay. It was under your two hour mark, safe for mics yep. to watch. It was safe for me. I'll tell you what, even if it was, I was fully expecting this to be longer into my territory that I don't like, and I would have been ah, okay with then. it. Not back then. It was even more rare back then. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Some more than yeah. 60 minutes. Although some right. feel like they were way longer. It was, it was 110 minutes officially, so less. 110? Two, yeah. 110. Yeah. Was, yeah. Is that not too oh, 110 long? minutes. Not an hour, 50 minutes. Right. Yeah. yeah still still, still right. Yep. That's perfect. Yeah. Remember, we're on, we're on base, base six math. Yeah. So, <laughs> I got to get back there. <laughs> get back to that. Criteria number two. Was it an American film? Yes. Mm, yeah, very much. Mm, yes. About as Hollywood as it gets. Hollywood right. is America. Now we start getting into subjective things. Uh -oh. Critical recognition. I believe that was astronomical. I was going to say, yes. I think this is got ninety eight percent on right? Rotten Tomatoes. So, yes. well, Rotten Tomatoes in the fifties was the, like by, the only. If you go by the <laughs> Metacritic score, Star Wars: A New Hope got ninety percent. Mm -hmm. Sunset Boulevard got passed. Because it doesn't have enough ratings, but it still passes somehow. But the audience rating was 8.5. Out of 10? Okay. Out of 10, I suppose, yeah. With okay. uh, 69 ratings. <laughs> nice. Whereas, <laughs> 69. That's the only By the way, we're episode there. 271. Yeah. Star Wars got 8.8. <laughs> so Star Wars, I guess, uh, right, more right popular around. with audiences nowadays. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Believe it. Yeah. Okay. Major award winners. Okay. Yeah. So I just looked at Oscars. Star Wars won six. Sunset Boulevard, three. Hmm. Now, granted, there were fewer Oscars to be won back then. Yeah, probably. that's true. Yeah. There was way fewer. Yeah. Way fewer, yeah. Because was, Star Wars yeah. didn't win any of the ones effects. that this yeah. was probably won. They got an Academy <laughs> yeah. Award for Best Original, Original Music, Academy Award for Best Art Direction, something I yeah. can't read at all. Yeah. Probably best yeah. public. Uh, that's three awesome. Golden Globes. Category. Um, okay. so it was it's decorated. It's there. Years it's a life. decorated film. It's there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, did, did it get time, best picture that year? Uh, what, best Sunset original Boulevard? screen play would be the last mm -hmm. part of that word. And best, yeah, best picture. Okay, so it got best picture. Star Wars oh. doesn't have that. Oh, wow. doesn't have that. All right. Academy nope. Award for popularity best over time. Well, um, noth nothing can ever beat Star Wars in this. You've got to add. You <laughs> yeah, gotta add Star Wars has kind of got the. You got to add forty years. Forty years yeah. ago, nineteen forty years after it was released. Yeah, I'm confused. Yeah, you're right. Forty years after release. So nineteen ninety was this as popular as Star Wars no. is now? No, no. maybe. 
Okay. No, it's on Tiny Toons. Okay. It was. It was you know, Carol Burnett show right. in the late 70s. Yes. See, and that's going to be my point is that. But this was the, a cultural touchstone. It does, it does have cultural impact. Right. But we're not and talking about is, cultural impact, are we? What are we talking about? What's what's the thing we're rating on? Popularity over time. Popularity, popularity over, time. over time. So cultural yeah, popularity over time, cultural one, impact go hand in hand. <laughs> okay, I thought there's. But good. popularity over time, I would say when we were kids, like again, Andrew Lloyd Webber made a musical about it. I've known Andrew Lloyd Webber's not made a Star I mean, Wars. I've musical, known to my about knowledge. this film forever and ever. I don't yeah, know when. Honestly, I first. I don't. I think I've heard the name. In passing a few times. That's the most I've, I've known about this like how, Like like Garrick said, it, it was literally being lampooned in our, our weekday afternoon cartoons when we were kids. Yeah, and I had none of us no knew what idea. that was from. Right. We're well, just and like, you just, oh, you just said 30 Rock. I mean, somewhere. it's part of 30 Rock. And I mean, well, sort of. Like, I, I mean, again, they're the referring actress, to it. I mean, the actress was I, indirectly, definitely. One yeah. of many <sighs> takes on a Norma Desmond type character. She's past but her prime. You, she thinks she's better than she you is. You can easily say all these same things about Star Wars and then some. Sure. Right. True. Right. Very true. I, I'm, yeah. I don't deny that. Yeah. Um. I I would say th if Star Wars had stopped at Star Wars, if it hadn't been an ongoing franchise, they would probably be at least fairly comparable. That's probably true as well. So, <laughs> Or at least more comparable. Okay, I'm just going to say it. I don't know if the rest of you will. I like this film better than Star Wars. Whoa! Mike's we're, jumping ahead. We're not even there yet, we're not Mike. Even there. You there. Mike, you haven't gone through the impartial scientific process yet. <laughs> All right, Garrick, what's, yeah. the, next, what's the next thing next on the list? Next one, historical oh, significance. Uh, that, that, was... that means a film's mark on the history of moving image through visionary narrative devices. So we've been over we've been over the first the opening scene. We, well, we, I was going to say we've been over how Star Wars many times has 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 impacted <sighs> filmmaking in tremendous lots of ways. I would say the fact that this movie was Hollywood critical. I'm sorry, guys. One of the movies people have been raving about for the last year is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, right. and that movie would not exist without this movie. This is the foundation. I feel like but this that's was fair. definitely not a love letter to Hollywood like some of the no, it was the movies have been. It was the opposite, which is kind of yeah. like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, even though there's other weird stuff mixed in that as well. But this is basically an expose of one of the gross underpinnings of the industry that you're paying right. money to come support when you go to see the movie in sure. 1950. Right. So Once Upon a Time in Hollywood didn't really have much Hollywood in it. It just needed a place to set it so they could do the Manson stuff. It, but it, it did and it didn't. You had the washed up actor who is trying to make his bones, but he it, he was more yeah. self-aware than she was, obviously. Mm, yeah. But I I Star Wars was part of an established genre, but it did new things with the genre. Sci-fi. Right. Yes. This, although this is a noir film, this is also a Meta analytical film. It's way way ahead of its time. Way ahead of its time, and so self aware, right? And also so self aware that they felt free to put all those weird, like have Cecil B. DeMille play himself, right? And stuff like that. Like they were perfectly comfortable with that because they wanted you to believe that this was an actual thing. That like they're on the Paramount lot because they want you to believe that this is a real thing. Like they want people to watch us and go, "Wait, was Norma Desmond real?" Right. Yeah. Yeah. She was basically That's true. <laughs> I and mean, yeah. the actress was a silent movie star. Yeah, yeah. She, but she also, yeah. In a way, this movie was her 
sure. thing, but yeah. she wasn't crazy, right? As, no, to, as much to her knowledge, she didn't shoot. Uh, she yeah, didn't shoot a, a dude in her Oh, we don't know. Yeah. 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 That we know of. <laughs> yeah. right. So, but but the point is, I it's hard for me to say that this movie hasn't had as much of an impact in that way <sighs> over time. I, I mean, feel I, like we feel owe like, a lot to this yes, film. I I agree, but it's hard. It's still hard for me to say that m- many films have more impact than Star Wars. That's, yeah, that's, that's hard to do. I feel like a I lot agree. of I feel like a lot of science fiction films owe massive amounts of what they can do to Star Wars. Yeah. Outside of that genre, it gets a lot narrower a lot faster. And I feel well, like that'd be hard to say because I mean I don't you know. You think of all the special effects that they use, that was Yeah. That's not I mean, just a well, science fiction and thing. And it's not it's not just special effects too. I mean, there's sound. Yeah, sound. Music. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, yeah. how music when you got to create when you had to create those otherworldly sounds. And I'm just going to yeah. say it, even the 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 stories and themes in in there are, t- are I mean, Lucas tried and true old fashioned. Yes. Tr- I mean, that, that's one <laughs> of his favorite parts of of those original trilogies was going back and doing his library research. There, that's what I'm saying. Like Star Wars wasn't doing all of that new. It was doing a new serious version of old. Yes. That's true. Yes. This was something new in a Pretty vessel unique. that people were able to digest at the time. Pretty unique. Yeah. And right. I and the fact that it doesn't people, suck now the thing is, to me is amazing. I, the thing that I, I don't know that I'll ever know, but when this came out, did people get that? To the level that we're understanding. Yeah, well, that's know. the thing. That's the thing. I don't think they had to, because when they went and saw this, they were like, "Whoa, that's, that's messed Hollywood. up." Yeah. We don't watch this and go, "Whoa, that's messed up." We watch this and go, "Yeah, I'm familiar with this take." We watch this and go, "Whoa, this is pretty well done, <laughs> especially for the time." So the fact that we can look at this and appreciate it without, with already knowing that the Lindsay Lohan's of the world get cracked out and go nuts. Like every day, yeah, and still watch this and enjoy it. To me, goes to show that this is something special because yeah. we're enjoying it in a completely different yeah. way. Well, the, yeah, I don't think I'm going to be convinced that this, when it comes to this particular category, that that it's going to be better than Star Wars. We're still on overtime, right? <laughs> <laughs> I would well, say we kind yeah. of we kind of merged into the seventh one, which is cultural impact. I, so, I yeah. I think that it definitely has cultural impact. I, I think this I has a it, lot of in, like I a lot of subtle cultural impact. Yes, that's a good way to put it because I feel like it's there, it's real, it's tangible, but I don't know that a lot of I mean a wide audience of people understand that depth. When people Do they say have to? when people say no, they don't. May the 4th be with you. Everybody knows what that means. What that means and where it's coming from. Right. You don't celebrate Desmond Wednesdays? No, I don't. <laughs> where you shoot some dude? God, you're dang, Howie. Get out of the house. Yeah, shoot a guy. I, th- yeah. I feel like when it comes to cultural impact, it's going to be really, yeah. really challenging I, to yeah. beat Star Wars. Go to the yeah. bar for Madame w- Mondays. Madame Mondays. You don't do that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't. Yeah, in terms of that cultural impact, I don't know how you beat Star Wars. Yeah, I feel no, it's it's never it's never going to be a one to one at no. all. 
No, in, that's in true. I feel like I feel like this one makes the biggest argument yet. So yes. far, I agree that's with you. true. Yes. I agree with I you there. Of what we've seen so far, this definitely comes close. You can watch this movie, enjoy it, not think about it. But if you watch this movie and 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 really start to take it, pick it apart, there's probably a lot of stuff that would not exist today yeah. in any way, like complete blanks in our culture. Tabloid like coverage was probably altered by how this movie was presented <laughs> to the people because this movie is such so critical of it. Yeah, you know what I mean. There's so many layers that we didn't even touch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like true. I, I'm sure people have written papers. Yeah. On this. Oh, oh, I'm like. I guarantee that mm-hmm. like just on the, not just the meta commentary, but like Hollywood going from silent to the talkies. Oh yeah. And what that, like that affected a lot of people. Like, oh yeah. Man. Yeah. And yeah. So. Straight up homage with her Charlie and, Chaplin. Yeah. And to be, happened. and to be quite honest, decide with, yeah, with Norma man, Desmond geez. a little bit. Sometimes I, I wish, about that. I yeah, wish certain cool. movies would be silent. Because <laughs> 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 yeah. the uh, writing has, Taken away so much from those movies. Ugh. So we're ready to make our final decision. I think Mike already has. Well, yep. Mike did okay. for him. I already so did for this, me. Just to remind you, Star Wars was originally 15. This was number 12. So, Mike, you think it should be rated higher than Star Wars? Yes, I agree with where those two landed in this list. Yes. Okay. Uh, Howie, how about you? Okay, so on a personal level... um. This is the closest that a movie has gotten of the three of, so far. of the three so far uh, has gotten to me liking it better than Star Wars, uh, but it loses out because of the genre and the the slow pace. Fair enough. That uh, mm-hmm. on if I take the personal side away from it, uh, I'm really having a hard time finding fault. Finding one more than the other. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'd almost put them on, on an even keel. I because mean, some things like I, I feel like the cultural impact. I feel like Star Wars wins out on that. There's you know some other things that uh, it, it, I feel like it's a back and forth, and I don't think there in my mind there's a clear winner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. It is. It's kind of apples and oranges. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Corey? What do you think? For me, um, something that we haven't really talked about directly uh, with this film is kind of the deciding factor for me is that this movie manages to, especially for the time, but not that it's ir- it's no, in no way irrelevant now, but especially at the time, managed to convey a direct message to the audience without ever once sacrificing the fact that it was supposed to be entertaining. And that's something that the leadership in modern day Lucasfilm certainly has no handle over. (laughs) Okay. This movie has a severe cultural impact message, but never once do they sacrifice the fact that it's got to be an entertaining movie first. And for that reason, plus all of the other things we've said, I'm going to say that I this... I feel like I'm on a reality show right now. This movie... Yeah. <laughs> Do you have your roses? Wait, okay. This wait, movie... Wait, cut to commercial. Is, <laughs> is, <laughs> right after this. The movie going home tonight is... <laughs> this movie is a better overall single film than the original Star Wars movie. 
Nice. It, it, it just, because I weigh certain things more than as much as Star Wars did brilliant things and amazing things for special effects, all that stuff, which we know and I love. Right. As a standalone piece of craft work, mm-hmm. this is a superior film. That's not what we're rating. That's what I'm saying, bro. <laughs> yeah. We're not rating as a standalone piece of craft work. We're rating all seven categories. Well, what I'm saying <laughs> is that Empire's better. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Empire's, yeah, which is a shame because Empire's not even on the list. I know. They cheated. Nuts. They cheated yeah, Empire. They, they cheated. Bullshit. Yeah. So I'm kind of in Camp Howie myself. Like, yeah. This is, I am seriously conflicted because this movie was tight as a drum. Yeah. Like it was, like, I mean, you, you say it goes, it seemed long, but it needed to be. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. the acting was like insanely good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas Star Wars, obviously. And all the movies bad. back then had bad acting. The good actors were bad back then, you guys. And this one, it's yeah. not bad. No. And, and we good. just talked about this movie for like. Four hours. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, yeah, you're right. We, we're just scratching the this surface. This podcast we, seems yeah, like the we movie. We didn't even yeah. scratch the surface or anything. Like people oh, geez, can still yeah. watch this we're, after we're, listening to all yeah. our stupidity. We're closing <laughs> in on the three hour mark, guys. <laughs> yeah. Wow, wow, so two forty. I, I would, I would. Oh man, I I probably put it slightly above Star Wars, <gasps> just because. What? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's the thing. Is the moment I start to think and say that, I, yeah, I keep I, waffling back and forth. I did. Yeah, I feel it. So it's much. hard. It's hard to. It's it a, is. And, and honestly, it's hard to it's say not, goodbye. Well, <laughs> and for me, it's I, I keep thinking: is am I letting my own personal feelings of Star Wars get in the way? And I don't think I am. I think yeah, they there's so many differences in these movies. That and they they're do. both so superb at their strength. Exactly, yeah. it's really hard yeah. to pick out which they're, one they're, edges one out. They're the they're the apex of their regard their respective categories. Yeah, like it's hard to compare two categories with the best film in each. It, it's hard to compare their strengths. So part of me, maybe somewhere underneath, I almost defaulted to their weaknesses. Where like parts of Star Wars: A New Hope were super hokey. Yeah, like super yeah. hokey. Well, the story the story in in Star Wars is. No, it, it, if you compare just the stories, there's, it's basic. yeah, there's no yeah. comparison. Yeah, basic. It's a hero's tale. Very basic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And, and I guess what it would come down to personally is if I saw Sunset Boulevard and Star Wars both showing on TV at the same time, I would probably click over to Star Wars. Yeah. Hands down. I, yeah, but I, that's yeah. uh, on a personal level, hands down, I click over yeah. to Star Wars. Ask me again think, when I've seen Sunset Boulevard so much that I have it memorized. Because right yeah, now I'm probably going to watch Sunset. You know, right honestly, now, I'm kind of yeah. Honestly, I th- I feel like if I watch it a couple more times. There's going to be a lot of nice one-liners. Some of the stuff that he says, man, is so yeah. dated in the best way. Yeah, so what? I'm totally watching this again. But, um, <clears throat> Me too. Yeah. So according to AFI, maybe we should watch it over when they re-rated it in they, 2007. 2007. All right, bring it. 2007. Star Wars went up two places to number 13. Sunset Boulevard dropped <gasps> four places really? to number 16. AFI is crazy out their <laughs> ass. That's crazy. This is the first one I've been kind of surprised by. Yep. Yeah. Because Bridge mm. on the River Kwai dropped a lot, which it. I yes, that should I have. get. I it should have dropped off again, the list. I like that opinion. movie on the border of loved sure. it, it's but dropped to three thousand. There's on the list. obvious flaws yeah. with I, that. Yeah. I appreciate that film, but I yeah, 
Yeah. I, I mean, some it. like it hot also drop, but obviously it's good film, but yeah. It's good. <laughs> At some film, point, some like it hot's going to be considered like offensive anyway, or yeah. if it's not already, if it probably already is. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Yep. Number 16. So according to AFI, it is not better than Star Wars now. Oh, well, right. AFI, you continue to defy anything that makes sense to what, me. So, we were kind of we I mean, is it fair to say we were split on this? Uh, I barely. So. Uh, yeah, barely I'm split. split. I'm split with myself. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're like a stick of butter and two tablespoons are missing. We're still the most of mostly a stick of butter, my friend. You can still make muffins, brah. All right. So yeah, what bro. is going to be the next one that we do? Not I don't know yeah, when we're going to do it. What's but the next, next on the on the list? Gary. The next one, number eleven, would be "It's a Wonderful Life." Oh, oh hell oh, yeah. no! <laughs> we just record that now. I can give you. I can give you. My <laughs> yeah, oh, that, that, that we're going to so we're going, we're going so capper so, on that. So one. I take it you guys three hours on that one easy. <laughs> yeah, I, I would watch that movie any time of year. Hey, Derek, have you seen that movie? Yeah, me too. <laughs> yes, I've seen that movie. Seen yes, that movie. yes, we all had TBS at some point in our lives. <laughs> Every time a bell rings, don't give away the ending. I referenced Clarence earlier, for God's sake. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Anyway, look forward to that sometime in the coming couple of months. In the meantime, next week, guess what? Ladies and gentlemen, we're coming back with another guilty pleasures, the old reach around. around. And this time it's going to be albums. That's right. We are forcing each other to listen to our own guilty pleasure albums, exposing one another to the horrible underbellies of our audio (laughs) idiosyncrasies. (laughs) So you're going to want to come back next week for that. In the meantime, right now, give us a nice little review wherever you get the podcast. Go out, follow us on crap, crap, and other crap, YouTube, Twitter, waiter. But uh, the best thing is Facebook, uh, face tweet. Um, The best thing is to get on. Discord. Discord. Get on the Discord server by going to you go to betterkind.com and check out the Discord link at the top. Or if you're on Twitter already, we've got the invite link right there in our bio. You can join us on Discord where we have conversations with you guys all the time, anytime. You're up in the middle of the night, you're like stuck constipated on the pooper. You can't go back to bed because you're too uncomfortable, but it's just your poop's not right. Come out. What are you gonna do? You can do a Discord channel and you can uh, share some of us uh share us with your reactions or your thoughts or you know, just say, Hey, my poop won't come out. What do I do? And then hey, we'll try to give you undue medical advice. Mike's, Mike, what's your favorite favorite uh uh, oh, no. uh what are they called? Not chat room. The favorite channels, channel oh, and Discord. Favorite channel, favorite channel, and Discord. Oh, I know I'm, Mike's favorite. Yeah, I'm a Galaxy dank. of Dankness. I'm a Dank guy. Yeah, yeah. me too. Yeah. <laughs> Galaxy of Dankness dank. is our memes only channel where all we do is post memes all that are memes all eighty percent Star Wars memes, twenty percent whatever the hell we want. So you True. can get on there and just share your dankest memes with us yeah, right man. there. So please join us on Discord because that's where a lot of this fun starts. Again, we take shows. Uh, show ideas straight from the Discord, which I think we're going to have another one coming up real soon. Mm-hmm. So join us there. Give us your ideas. Let us know. Uh, let us know a little bit more about you because that's who's really special. You. You. Just oh, you. No, not you, them. Um, In the meantime, I'm Corey over there's Mike. The dankest of the dank. Over there's uh, Steve. The dinkest of the dink. Over there's Garrick. Two in the dank. All right. <laughs> One <And> in the... <gasps> never mind. One in the jelly, clearly. I mean, that writes itself. Well, he got me there. <laughs> well, I mean, first at least. <laughs> I mean, that's just courtesy. <laughs> that's just so goddamn common courtesy. 